participation. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronco 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash MMA.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of... Uh, former Bellator fighters Liz Carmouche getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who of course uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check him out. If you're at home, check him out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Today's episode of the MMA Hour is dedicated to the memory of Victoria Lee. We found out on Saturday evening that Victoria Lee, the rising star fighting for one championship, the younger sister of Angela Lee and Christian Lee, had passed away over the holiday break, uh, December 26th to be exact, just 18 years young. Uh, not a lot of details surrounding her passing, but uh, her, her passing is an absolute shock and an unspeakable tragedy. So young, so gifted, so talented. Uh, just 3-0 and in mixed martial arts. She debuted back in February of 2021. Three fights, four, one championship, won all of them via stoppage. Also had a very successful run uh, competing in Hawaii in pancreation and wrestling as well. Again, just 18 years young. An absolute shock, an absolute tragedy. And we couldn't do today's show without honoring her memory. Our hearts go out to the Lee family, to everyone who knew her, to the entire One Championship family as well. And we want to let everyone know that we will not forget her and that we hope that she is able to rest in peace. Victoria Lee, just 18 years young, 
May her memory be a blessing to all who knew her. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Monday, January 9th, 2023. Hello again, everyone. Still not quite used to that 2023, if I'm being honest, but that's usually how it goes in January. I sure hope you are doing well. What a time it is. What a time it is. The MMA schedule kicks back into gear. This coming weekend, UFC back, first show of 2023, the highly anticipated show at the Apex, headlined by Kelvin Gaslam versus Nasruddin Imavov. We lost arguably the best fight on that card. That was Jeff Neal versus Shafkat Rachmanov, but there is still some to like. And of course, next weekend, it's the first pay-per-view card of 2023, the one headlined by Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill. Also, the fourth fight between Davidson Figueiredo and Brandon Moreno. Back in Brazil for the first time in a while. We have a lot to discuss. We have a very, 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 very fun show. The award show is in the rearview mirror. Hope you all enjoyed that. Appreciate all the comments, all the feedback, everyone weighing in. And I appreciate everyone who told me I was right for giving uh, Alex Volkanovsky the Male Fighter of the Year Award. That made me feel very, very good. Um, one of the most fun shows of the year. And it feels like, all right, now we can get into things. Now we can roll up our sleeves and start talking about some action. And, you know, today's show is a very fun one because uh, it's a very eclectic guest list. Yes, we are much more... You know, I love when people harp on the MMA part of the title and and forget that we're not an hour. I mean, we're the title means nothing. It's really just a relic at this point. It's been with us for quite some time. But we've got a little something for everyone on today's program, and I can't wait to tell you about it all. Can't wait to get into things. There's a lot to discuss. A lot has happened since we last spoke. Of course, the Buffalo Bills gearing up for their super wild card clash against the loser Dolphins. That's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun to squish <laughs> the fish, yes. And uh, what a scene it was yesterday at Orchard Park with Naeem Hines returning not one but two kickoffs. That was uh, something else. Very emotional stuff. Very, very glad to hear that uh, DeMar Hamlin is uh, getting better seemingly by the hour. And it feels like there was a miracle that happened last week in Cincinnati. As always, we are presented by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of not only this program, but the UFC as well. Please do download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. And use code Hour when you sign up again. That's code Hour. Why is that so important? Because that lets them know we sent you. And this is the place to be for all your NFL, MMA, NBA, NHL, maybe even darts activity as well. Please support them because they support us. Also, shout out to Athletic Greens, another sponsor on today's show. We'll tell you more about them later in the day. So what are we doing on today's show? Back into the show, one of our favorites, Marlon Vera going to join us. Cheeto Vera returning on February 18th in a massive fight at 135 pounds against Corey Sanhagen. I said last week I was uh, quite offended that it's taking place at the apex, but if we can strip that away, it's a big freaking deal. Two of my favorites in the game 
I have not been shy about that. Always great to talk to Cheeto. He'll join us at 3.30. At 3 o'clock, my friends, first time I get the opportunity to talk to this man, JJ, a.k.a. KSI. Yes, KSI, the massive, massive, massive megastar from the UK, the YouTuber, the recording artist, the gamer, the boxer, the athletic drink entrepreneur. What else is he? I mean, he's a real renaissance man. KSI, who was supposed to fight Dylan Dennis this weekend, January 14th at the OVO Wembley Arena. Uh, not happening anymore, but he is still in action. He will be competing against FaZe Temper on DAZN pay-per-view. He's undefeated. Is he ever going to fight Jake Paul? What is going on with these uh, prime drinks that people are selling for hundreds, if not thousands of dollars? Crazy stuff. Anyway, I'm looking forward to talking to KSI, a real entrepreneur, a real renaissance young man um, who's doing some interesting things with DAZN and Misfits Boxing. Uh, I'm looking forward to that chat. That's at 3 o'clock. 2.30, we're going to check in with GC and get his official futures picks for 2023. Remember, we did this at the beginning of last year. His picks for who will end up being champion in this weight class, that weight class. Talked about the fact that he had uh, both, what was it? Was it, uh, he had uh, Ankalaev and was it Yiri? Was that the thing that yeah, you had? That was, those were the two. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we don't have to get yeah. into all that. Anyway, we'll get into uh, his sure to be 100% right picks for this year at around 2.30. At 2 o'clock, my friends, Michael Smith, Bully Boy, is going to join us. Yes, number one in the world, pound for pound, the best darts player on the planet, number one who just won the uh, the whole damn thing, the championship back in, uh, in London at the Alley Pally last Tuesday, beating MVG, okay, uh, we've got the darts board up here. Michael Van Gerwen, of course. Uh, we got Bully Boy joining us from Bahrain. Okay, this is a big freaking deal. We're all in on the darts. We told you about this. We're getting ready for the North American Championship, which he won last year at Madison Square Garden. Big MMA fan, big rugby fan, all around great chap. Michael Smith of St. Helens, the one and only Bully Boy, going to join us at 2 o'clock to talk about his incredible win. I mean, what a scene it was. People still buzzing about it. Michael may hit, Michael may miss, Michael may miss, Michael may hit, the nine darter, the both on nines. By now you have seen the clip. I think I have watched it 10,000 times. And I actually now understand what was going on. I understand how crazy it was. Back, forth, back, forth, 501, down to zero. You got to hit it. If not, you go back. Now I get the rules. Got a board for home, magnets for the kids got a real board here already we are down two darts that have uh perished hitting one of the lights no big deal it's all going to work out so that's at two o'clock at 140 we're going to be joined by terrence mckinney who is returning to action next weekend in rio on the 283 pay-per-view and obviously terrence mckinney has uh, been a rising star some might say one of the breakout stars of 2022 um, what a great story. What a great young man. And he wants that Patty Pimblet fight. He has to get by Ishmael Bonfim first. We'll see if that happens. That's January 21st. He'll join us at around 1.40 to talk about that and a whole lot more. So like I said, a lot going on in MMA, um, a lot to talk about. 
as we uh, we ended last week's show, we were still talking about the uh, the Dana White situation, and I can hear you all now. I could hear the apologists now. Oh, you're going to be talking about Dana. Are you still on this? First of all, the story is not even a week old officially. Just for the record, uh, we have talked about stories a hell of a lot longer than this. But I do think that we need to sort of. I, I hate to even say put a bow on it because that feels like we're just going to move on. But almost a week in, let's just quickly talk about where we stand. And for that, I'll bring in the guys, uh, GC and New York Rick, who is here, of course, on a Monday. Uh, guys, as we stand here or sit here on a uh, Monday afternoon at 1 p.m., 1.10 to be exact, uh, the news is there is no news. The news is... Uh, no further statements from the UFC, no statements of any kind. Uh, Endeavor declining to make any sort of comment. Uh, Dana White just defiantly moving forward. We got the Effort Friday video. We've got Twitter activity. I mean, it's all just good in the hood. And it just. Slapley got pushed back a week. Slapley got pushed back a week. Thank you for reminding me of that from January 11th to January 18th, just a week amazingly yeah. and so by january 18th this is all good do you see you surprised by any of this any of this surprise you the no comment from nah. endeavor ufc slap league just getting delayed a week after some reports stating that it was done dana just defiantly moving forward same old content any of this surprise you nah i think i said on the show last week i didn't think anything was going to happen it's it's disappointing but it, it's not surprising to me now nothing new york rick anything surprise you here I am surprised by the Effort Friday video coming out. I think that was poor taste. Like just if baloney, dare I say, was it baloney taste? Baloney pie. Bologna. Yeah, baloney. If, if you're not taste, gonna make more statements, if you're not gonna say anything, like maybe pocket that one. I don't know if maybe there was some kind of obligation to do it um, or something like that. Wait, are those are those sponsored? Maybe I don't know. I don't think. But they are. either way pocket that one figure out a way it can't be good even if it was let's say it was sponsored it can't be good for their brand um to be associated with that one that first one back that's going to get a a lot of vitriol so pocket that so i was surprised to see that it felt it felt off and i was surprised by the power slap league being delayed one week because if you're going to just defiantly say like this is a non-issue don't even delay it a week why even bother like it's an it's a non-step um just Keep it the same date, or or get rid of it. the The delaying a week didn't really make much sense strategically uh, for me. But in terms of any other statements, whether it be ESPN, UFC, or Endeavor, uh, not surprised at all because this is the tact that they've already laid out that they are going to take. They are not going to further comment. It's on this. it's wild, man. Again, I hate to keep making the comparison to regular sports, but could you imagine a team? If this was the owner of a team not saying anything, could you imagine the league not saying anything, the, the the parent company, whatever, not saying a word? And and you know, many a journalist reached out to Endeavor. It took them five days just to say they were declining comment. And now here you go. And and you see a lot of people saying to me like, "Hey, they've moved on. The family has moved on. You should move on as well." And again, I will repeat for the fiftieth time: it's not just about them. It really isn't. It is the message that you have now sent to your roster. It's the message that you have sent to everyone who fights for the UFC and who works for the UFC that this stuff, this activity, doesn't matter who slapped who first, this type of activity is going to be, you know, is going to be okay. It's going to go unpunished. And that to me is just a real sad state of affairs. Shameful. You're 100% right. I think 
they will this strategy will come back to to hurt them in my opinion because this will die down now um they are not they have not been forced right their hand has not been forced to comment on this they have not there is nothing significant enough happened the the coverage of it uh new things nothing significant enough has happened to make them comment on it but there will be something that will make them right. comment on it down the line. I am sure of it. There will be a fighter asked about it. There will be a fighter talking about it. There will be a new incident comes that comes up with a fighter, and now it is back in the spotlight. There will be a time that they will need to address this, and it would have, in my opinion, been better to proactively do that than to reactively do that. So I have a feeling this will die down for, for the interim, but there will be a moment where this comes back up and and – Dana White specifically in relation to this comes back up. And at that point, they will be kind of holding the bag a little bit and they will oh, yeah. regret having not commented earlier. 100%. A fighter is going to get involved in something and then yep. he's going to have to sit there yes. and respond to it as he has in the past. And he's going to look like a total hypocrite. And, yep. and you're starting to, like, there are some random ones, right? I, I didn't have Kyle Kuzma speaking up on this yes. on the, uh, the bingo yeah. card, right? Kyle Kuzma, DL Hughley, um, Noriega. There's been some random people. Popping up, Jamie Fox, Jamie Fox, under yes. Um, but yet it hasn't really reached any sort of point to where they have felt like they are forced yeah. to respond. Uh, I, I will repeat something that I said on the um, Dan Lebetard show. I found the first take, quote unquote, discussion, if you want to call it that, incredibly disappointing. Um, I still can't get over the word. Um, I can't get over the thought process of saying we don't judge people in their lowest moments. I can't get over that because that's all that they do. That's all that we do. That's all that pundits of any kind do. We judge people in their highest moments and their lowest moments, right? We just judged Kyrie Irving in his lowest moment. We judge every, we judge Conor McGregor in his lowest and his high. We do that all day. But for some reason, if we're buds, if he gives us tickets, if we're represented by the same agency, we're not going to judge. I thought that that was really, really yeah. disappointing. And, um, I went yep. back and watched it, and I'm just 100% with you. I mean, having watched First Take for however many years that I've watched it, I mean, they just got finished reprimanding Kyrie Irving at every single turn that he took, uh, and then for this to happen. And, you know, it was a sort of a non-story on the show, and they spent five minutes talking about it. And we Not know even. Dana White, and he's incredible. He's this fantastic yeah. guy. Leader of men, uh, you know, family leader man. Of men, fa- <laughs> very close friend to me. And, I mean, how, how close of friends are they actually? Like, he's given them tickets a couple of times. Like, to, to see them... You know, just no sell it and just keep the train rolling after after all the covers that they had with Kyrie Irving. Like it's it was just crazy. If that was any football player, if that any was any basketball player, player, anyone anyone that played in any of the major leagues, NHL, MLB, NFL, any of those, they it's leading the show. It, it's going on for hours. Like it's they're they're having on guest after guest to talk about it. It was just yeah, it was hypocritical. Just, yeah, I think they're hiding a little bit behind the idea that this is a family issue, right? Because Kyrie Irving, we're talking about somebody making statements in the public, and it is singularly Kyrie Irving, right? Whereas in this scenario, we're dealing with Dana White, his wife, his family um, involved in something where they can hide behind the idea that, like, look, they've settled it behind closed doors. It's none of our business. But in reality, because because of Dana White's position, because of his uh, his involvement with the USC, because of who he is as a public figure, um, I think that's that's nonsense, and it needs to be addressed. Obviously, um, but it, but it is different than Kyrie Irving. It is not the same. Oh, no, I know. I'm just saying they, you know, 
they don't controversial like to kick topic should be yeah. addressed. Absolutely, that, yeah, that's, that's the place what I'm that saying, we go to. They said in the segment that they don't like to kick people when they're down. When that is what that show thrives on. But that's what all media does, right? Someone is involved in a. Uh, it's like oh, uh, O.J. Simpson. We're not going to talk about what? What are you talking about? Like someone yeah. does something, you talk about it, good or bad. And oftentimes it's a bad thing and then that puts a spotlight on them. I also love how all the graphics, all the, you know, like the the bars, the lower thirds are not that this happened. It's Dana White apologizes. Yeah, It's all spinning it in this positive light. It's really, it, it really makes you wonder why is everyone so afraid? Why is everyone trying to protect this guy? And why, why do they treat him with kid gloves? Is it because he is known to call up people and chew them out and they just don't want to deal with it? But it's like, you're ESPN. You're the major networks. You're every single... Like, why are you guys shying away from this? It is a very, very bizarre thing. What money. They've paid them a They ton pay, of money. exactly. And this notion, again, I'll say, like, the notion that this thing can't continue and this thing can't thrive without him is so incredibly false it is so incredibly false. Like the thing would be just fine. In fact, you can make a strong argument that it is holding them back, that he is holding them back. And so I think that there is a group of people there. And by the way, I know for a fact that there are people within Endeavor who aren't comfortable with this, who aren't happy with the response. But the larger, you know, the big dogs are like, yo, just let's just, as we have always said, they don't think enough of us and it hasn't broken through really to where they feel like they have to respond. So they're just like, let's just keep this in-house to our vest and this thing will blow over and then we'll talk. Uh, let's just get to Gaslam and Imavov. And by the time you know, we get there, this will be a distant memory. And more often than not, they're right. Yeah, it is an effective strategy. And from the ESPN perspective of it, Yes, they can criticize Dana White, and to your point, yes, I think like there is a world where if Dana White was not involved with the UFC, the, the train would keep rolling, but they don't want to bring unwanted attention to their partner, to the property that they are producing and showing on the air, um, because then it raises those questions, like, should we be having Gastelum and Imabov? Like, is that even an event that should be... Ha- like, there are questions that become much larger when you shine the spotlight on it. They they all just want to wash their hands of it. But if this was an NFL owner, or if even... It'd be from, it would be the first story. Or if it was Roger... But they're partners with the NFL, so why does he get treated differently? Yeah, it's an itch. My personal opinion on that is I think it's a little bit closer to... And we've no, this is not new. Everybody said this. this is closer to WWE and Vince McMahon than it is right. to other leagues. Um, I also think there's a sentiment where UFC produces the shows. It's not the same. They don't have the same rela- relationship with that partner as they have with other um, organizations like the NBA and the NFL. UFC produces the content. They just take it and air it. There's not involvement in that in that capacity. Um, and I think there's a there's a potential sentiment where it's like. The UFC ship kind of is over here. They're they're running their things. They give it to us, and we produce it, and we can be hands off, and and hopefully this goes away. Um, well, but it, it will not. Also, to your point, with the NFL, if it was Roger Goodell or someone, there is nowhere that they could hide from this. Like you can't brush this under the rug. Like you would have to address that. I feel like with this UFC, like because of kind of what you just said, like it's close to the WWE, the Vince McMahon. It's not really in the forefront especially with every all the other sports going on right now like that they sort of can hide from it they don't have to address it does anything happen or is this done i I still think no i I think i think think it depends on what the next domino is what the next step is as we said if some if something happens where this becomes a story again it 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 will raise questions that i think will start to cool now 
but they can't keep going up and down and up and down and up and down and continuing to have this be a recurring story and having to keep talking about it. And I think that is where it will get interesting. The, the pressure that they're feeling now isn't enough. They're not commenting and, and they haven't been forced to. But I think if something else happens where this becomes a story again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a problem. An incident in with a fighter, like a fighter, something yeah. similar to this happening with a fighter – like uh, with uh, with how many videos that were released of Dana White, you know, condemning these actions in the past, uh, if a fighter does something similar, it'll, it'll be very interesting to see how they respond. A lot of fans, a lot of fighters exposed themselves this past week, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I only saw one UFC fighter condemn this, and that was Dustin Poirier. And if you read the transcript of the interview that was on Bloody Elbow, you could tell he didn't really want to talk about it, and I don't blame him. Like. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to ask Marlon Vera about this. I'm not. I'm not going to ask Terrence McKinney about this because I don't want to put them in an uncomfortable situation. It's not fair for them to condemn their boss. It's not fair. Um, it's just not. Uh, I can say it. They don't have to say it. I don't need them to say it. But it was crazy how many people were there to defend him, tripping over themselves to defend this type of activity. Very, very disheartening. Um, you would love to see. More people come out and be like, yo, this isn't really cool, but it's a tough spot. And, you know, the commentators, the analysts that they have on payroll, I don't envy them as well, but none of them are able to talk about it. In fact, I don't even think anyone wants to even like text me about it because I think they're all afraid to say it. And I don't blame them. Let me just be very clear about that. I don't blame them. I don't envy them. They're in a tough spot. I hope in the back of their mind, I hope at home they're all saying this is pretty fucked up. But um, I don't think that he can walk around with the same gusto and the same smugness and defiance that he did in the past. You know, sitting there in the middle of the cage with like, you know, the um, what's that Fox News do? Tucker Carlson and all that. Like, this is forever going to be a stain on who he is to the people who have a moral compass, to the people who actually have a soul. You cannot look at him the same. Think, think about what you said earlier, though. Endeavor, their message was we essentially don't care, right? They haven't made a statement and they, and they're saying they don't care. If you're a fighter, you have to be thinking, well, if the if the the owner of the company, the promotion that I work for is saying we don't care, it's dicey for me to potentially comment on it. They 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 are in a, t- a very tough spot as you've laid out. If if Endeavor was to come out right away or the UFC even, um that that one I wouldn't hold my breath and said, you know, we don't uh we we condemn these actions or whatever that case whatever that statement would say, as a fighter, you might be more emboldened. You might be more empowered to sure. voice your opinion, right? Yeah. You might be able to say, okay, I agree with the statement um, that Endeavor said. Like, I, I, you know, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. With them saying nothing, it puts the fighters in a precarious position. It puts the the other employees in precarious positions. It is, it is very difficult to kind of parse those two things out and ask them to have an opinion when they're, they're not be able to take guidance um, from those above. It's a tremendous point. And honestly... I have never said once in this past week, I want him out. I want him fired. Yeah. I, I have not said that once. Uh, I, I have not even hinted at that. I just want to know that everyone has a pulse over there. I just yeah, want to know that people like a care. little bit of accountability. Yes. And I, and I even said, I even said like in his interview with TMZ, whatever you want to call it, I actually thought that his words and his demeanor and even not taking the excuses, you know, it was on point. Yeah. That's, but it, but if you're, you're asking me, by the way, the actions throughout the week completely erased that interview. The, to the, me, that's the craziest part is that he didn't even really defend himself. But like you said, people were everyone. tripping over themselves to defend him. It's like he wasn't even 
But later in the week, gambling with the Nelk Boy guy, the yeah. Effort Friday. To me, it's like oh, you said you were embarrassed, really, yeah. because if I'm embarrassed, I'm going away for a little bit. If if yeah. if I want to send a message to my roster, if I want to tell my fighters that this isn't gonna fly, I'm maybe sitting out for a few months from the public eye. Right? I'm doing something, something substantial to say. Oh, when this happened to the president of the organization, this was the response. Guess what the answer to that question is now? When this happened, the president of the organization, nothing happened. The response was nothing. The response wasn't even a comment. The response wasn't even a one line. We don't condone this and we're talking to him and we're dealing with it internally. Something. Just give us something. And I know you said last week, you said you don't even need that, right? Didn't you say that in your quick? You don't even need that. It's bullshit. It's, It's empty. I need it. I need it. Just well, tell me you care. Right now, you're telling the public and you're telling us, the media, that you don't even think highly enough um, to the point where you even would put out a two-line sentence like that. You think yeah, that well, we, you think we are so weak that this is going to just fly off and be forgotten about in seven days? No, you're absolutely right. When and to clarify, when I say we don't need it, what I mean is I don't look to Endeavor, I don't look to ESPN, I don't look to the UFC for my morality. I don't sure. care what that statement says because, t- to be honest, it's going to be crafted by 10 PR people run by XYZ person. But to your point, it sets a tone. It tells what the company feels. It tells what the company uh, – what the direction of the company is. Uh, and as I said you know, just a little bit ago, it could give a clue to the fighters as to how they feel about it and, and what, what you know, guardrails there are for them to kind of comment on this um, without feeling like they're putting themselves and, and their livelihood in, in jeopardy. So, yeah. Um, it'd be nice to see, but to your point, the strategy has been effective in the past and will continue to be effective um, until their hand is forced. And by the way, before you write move on, before you write you're still talking about this, before you write get over it, do me a favor, unfollow, stop watching, go somewhere else for your content because that's that's first of all, such fucking bullshit. We talk about this sport ad nauseum, we're giving you 12, 13, 14 hours of content a week. I'm not moving on. I'm not moving on to talk about UFC Apex just yet. I'm not doing that, all right? There'll be enough time to talk about the fights. There'll be enough time to talk about this. By the way, on an off week, right? There was nothing that happened this weekend in the world of MMA. There was Gervonta Davis uh, who fought great. Nothing was going on. So there's no other news that you want us to talk about? No, there isn't. It doesn't exist. Uh, there's small things here or there, f- fine. But th- there's nothing bigger than this, in my opinion. And everyone's willingness to just kind of brush this under the rug. You know what happens when you brush something under the rug, guys? You just get a lumpy rug. That's it. It doesn't go away. Shout out to Emma Lovewell. She said that at Peloton earlier this morning. It doesn't go away. Your problems don't go that was away. said this morning on your Peloton? Peloton, this morning. <laughs> the best. The goat. That's great. Um, and it's true. It ain't going to go away. It'll be a lumpy rug yeah. from now until the end of time. But if that lump doesn't get bigger, they might just live with a lumpy rug. We have to... It seems like a lot of people are cool with just living with it, which is... You think people are cool with living with a lumpy rug? I think a lot of people, yeah. yeah, if you get on social media, I wonder if that's why Dana yeah. White starts going to the casinos and the F at Fridays because he gets on Twitter and he sees 90% of the people defending him. Right. What a bizarre freaking sport. By the way, what a stress for this sport, right? Yeah. What what a start to the year. I mean, really, it started at the end of uh, last year. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago. But we went through it and, and, and just like depressing stuff. I, I can't even... It's not fair to put all this stuff in, 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 in one pot, so to speak, but the passing of Stefan Bonner, now the passing of Victoria Lee, the Phil Baroni situation, which getting worse. Jose Aldo, is he a part of this crazy story in Brazil? Who the hell knows? 
um, just every day, depressing shit. I think Terrence McKinney said it best. What did he say on Twitter? Something like, this has been a bad start to the year. Yeah. Way to put it mildly. Now, there has been something that was uh, interesting that popped up last week, which I guess might be depressing or not, depending on how you look at it. Jake Paul signing with the PFL. This is great. How could this be depressing? Who's saying this is depressing? Well, I mean, first of all, there were a lot of people who don't like that we talk about Jake Paul. Second of all, there's a lot of people who think that, you know, he's the worst thing to happen to him. I don't know. There's just, you I mean, you, you don't see the comment, Jake Paul, Jake Paul. I guess now we can officially be okay with talking about Jake Paul on this show since he's an MMA fighter who yeah. has equity in an MMA organization. So we don't have to be <laughs> apologists for this anymore. Here's my question. True or false? Jake Paul will compete in an MMA fight in 2023. New York, Rick? False. False. GC? False. Wow. Yeah, I don't think he fights in 2023. Okay, Jake Paul will compete in an MMA fight, period. New York Rick? True. GC? I'm also with Rick, true. Wow. Jake Paul will compete in an MMA fight under the PFL banner. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to say true. I'll really? Say true, yeah, I'll say true, I guess, yeah. Why He's going to get guys... in the smart cage. He, he hyped up the smart cage too much to not get in the smart cage. Why? Wow, why don't you guys think it happens this year? Didn't the, uh, didn't the press release imply this year? Yeah, I mean, sure, maybe, but... Multi-year be... contract. To me, sure. the, the the MMA portion of what he was talking about, the actual fight portion, not the ownership portion, kind of hinged a little bit on Nate Diaz, in my opinion, almost too much. Um, and I don't think Nate Diaz would ever do something like that. I don't think Nate Diaz would sign on for somebody else's thing. I think Nate Diaz would either say, you come do my thing or we'll do something else. But I don't think he's just going to be like, great, now I'm fighting under the PFL banner against Jake Paul and Jake Paul's super fight thing. Not going to happen. <laughs> my understanding, um, by the way, is that Nate didn't know about all that. And um, I don't know if that was the best play. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, that's not Nate. That, does, that, doesn't see, that doesn't feel like a Nate Diaz thing. And I'm not surprised that he tweeted out a picture of Ryzen. That makes a lot more sense. Um, yeah, what a s- random comeback. <laughs> By the way, what a freaking scene that would be, right? Kind of freaking awesome. And, and honestly, if Ryzen has enough money to pay for Floyd and Manny, yeah. they could afford him. Oh, for sure. Right? I th- and For I think sure. he's somebody who would appreciate the, the the history and the martial arts in that capacity. Oh um, that he would do it. So, <laughs> how's that prime treating you? <laughs> yeah, all good, all good. <laughs> just to uh, just to close the loop on that, I think it hinged a little bit too much on Nate. I don't think Jake Paul wants to just fight anybody, um, and I don't see a ton of potential options for him out there that he would get into an MMA fight this year. Um, so yeah, I don't think it happens this year. Can I tell you guys something? Um, Okay, so I heard about this on Wednesday, and it came out on Thursday. I might have heard about it on Tuesday. Anyway, uh, I let the New York Times have it. You know, that's just the kind of guy that I am. Wow. But the thing is, initially I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, we've seen some celebrities get involved with PFL, Wiz Khalifa, uh, Ray Lewis, right? There's like some celebrities that have invested – Yep. Who was it? I think I believe Kevin Hart was initial. Yes. Uh, his group was C. an initial investor. or something. There's lots. There's lots of names. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, all right, that's cool. Uh, get some equity. Uh, tweet some stuff. Blah blah blah. Oh, there's actually um, a part where you know he could fight for them. Great. Oh, he's going to head up this new super fight division that's going to be on pay per view, which maybe could entice you know. I don't know, a Francis Ngannou, if you will, even though I think Francis mm-hmm. ultimately... But okay, now there's a reason. You don't have to be a part of the tournament. This is good. This yeah. gives them an out. But then I saw I saw the, the video that he posted, the six-minute video, and my, my thinking was, wow, 
this guy should actually be the face of the PFL. 100%. This guy should be the promoter. Like this, he, no more Peter Murray, no more Ray Cepho. He should be the Dana White, the Eddie Hearn, the Bob Arum, the Vince McMahon, the Don King. He should be the guy because the way he sat there, first of all, it was very well produced, but also yeah. it actually explained the PFL better than I've ever seen anyone explain the PFL in a little, you know, short format where we're showing B-roll of the video right here. It's on the PFL page. It's on his YouTube page. I actually think Jake would bring in, um, you know, he would bring in uh, media attention. He would take some subtle shots at the UFC. I actually think they should make him the guy, the guy at the dais. 100%. Not even, there's no debate. Like, how much do the promoters even talk? They talk around specific events. It's the fight week for the fight. He just needs to show up and, and be there and talk. There's no there's no alternative. If if they don't, I would I would actually say this. If they don't do that, they're they're messing up. They've, it's a miss. they've failed. Yeah. It's a big miss. Also, you know, he's sitting there and he's talking about it. The the one okay, so I'll say it was it was a home run. It was a grand slam. It was a great clip and yep. I thought it it did what it had to do. There were a couple of subtle shots. The one part that hurt me so bad right in the heart was this is a taped clip, right? It wasn't obviously live. He mispronounced Olivia Aubert Mercier's name. He called him Oliver. And then he also mispronounced Brendan Lochnane's name. He called him Lochnane. How does no one... Nah. Come on. Come on. We're so close. <laughs> we have Jake Paul talking about Sadabusi and Larissa Pacheco. That's a win. How do you not pronounce their names correctly? How did no one at PFL pick this up? I mean, that... Yeah, that's a great question. How did nobody at PFL pick it up? But you know what? Like, all that matters is that he's bringing the notoriety yeah. to them. Who cares if he's pronouncing uh, the names Oliver. correctly? Oliver... I mean, I love Oliver. It's my son's name. It's Olivier. They sh- they should make fun of it and run with it. Yeah, make fun of it. <sighs> He's bringing the attention to the league. It's yes. not, and and the fighters will benefit from his that. reach compared to the PFL's current reach is it's exponential. How much bigger it is. If I'm one of those fighters and Jake Paul's going to put some extra money in my pocket because the PFL is now more profitable yes. and noticeable, you could call me whatever the hell you want. Call, call me somebody else's name. I don't care. Put the money in my pocket. Tie, tie your boat to Jake Paul's ship here. Why didn't Bellator right. do this? He was fighting on Showtime. They needed the jolt, right? Could you imagine if the CBS shows the first show under the Jake Paul regime? Well, for one, to the point, I actually think he's going to have a lot more value as a promoter than a fighter. Right. I again, I don't think he's going to fight this 100%. year uh, in MMA. So then that puts Scott Coker in a in a position, right? Are you Are you recruiting your own demise right are you are you knocking yourself out of a out of a spot um coker never likes doing like, that stuff anyway yeah well he's not great at it but uh i know but i feel like he would actually welcome the idea of someone else doing it on his behalf or I instead of him no i mean no i just feel like this fits more than with bellator like it feels like pfl is like is trying to get in within like the celebrity sphere the influencer sphere like they do yeah, the, the relationship uh, with showtime they could use the jewels i don't know i I see what you're saying, the path to it, but it feels to me like PFL, it fits much more for Jake Paul to be a part of PFL as it does to with Bellator. I agree with Connor. They're also just more innovative. Let's call it what it yes, is. Bellator 100%. hasn't done anything that interesting in a decade. Like, wow. They're just a not decade? That... What, when's the last time Bellator did something that you're like, wow? Grand Prix? They've done that. How many times have they done that? That's the old Strike Force playbook. Right. Is that new? No. No. Have PFL to... is constantly trying to do sure. new stuff. This makes a lot more sense, to Connor's point. The PFL and Jake Paul is a better fit. PFL, Jake Paul, If he, I mean, just his presence is huge. I agree. I think 2023 might be tough. Uh, it's. I mean, like we talked about last year, it's going to be one of the stories to watch. PFL becoming number two, if not already. A lot of people no, at Delta are very upset with my, uh, my, my, my take on that. 
called me afterwards very I upset. I, I got to be honest. Ooh. I don't get. I don't get the take of them being number two or potentially being for sale. No, uh, that part no. <laughs> okay. No, the number two. The thing, number right? two thing. Yeah. I don't get. I I honestly don't get the promotions fighting over the number two thing. I really don't get it. Who cares? Well, like, I'll tell you that... what it is. There's a bit of a smugness and a defiance on the Bellator part because it's like we've had this spot for so long, right. we're, we're, and and now it's like who are these guys? Who's this guy? Like what? yeah, but every and promotion they don't want... does this. Yeah, but yeah, you know what? Literally. Every, one one even, uh, is number two. Bellator is number two. PFL is number two. It has no meaning anymore. It has Kambate, an absence of Kambate meaning. came on and claimed it. Yeah, like it, 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 everyone two. is trying to get. Who cares? Two. Who cares? You shouldn't. You shouldn't care. Yes, we there's don't a clear care. number one, and that's all that. They, matters by the way, right they now. care. Stephen A. Smith. We don't care. By the way, they do care. <laughs> but why? Yeah. Oh yeah, they care. I'm talking a about lot. we, the fans, the I media. Th- we don't care. I, I don't care. I kind of care. Why? I want to know. What does it tell you? I want to know who the first option is. For a fighter, if they're a free agent, where, where, where is? But that's not that. That's not what quote unquote. Is that how they measure it? Number two is that okay, how so, they're measuring it? Well, what's what's the biggest story in pro wrestling? It's AEW becoming a viable number two. Yeah, well, that's a two horse race, right? No, but I'm saying, would it be great if there was a number two in MMA? Okay, but that's not what this debate is about. Kind you're, of is. None of these guys are actually a number two. So if you're if you're making the analogy to I WWE, think PFL and could AEW, be a number two with their willingness to spend. None of them are number two. At they're this num- moment, they're number Z. They're not. They're not. They're I not even on the board. Gap, the gap is giant. It's. it's I couldn't not agree there. more right now. But there is. I mean, there. So let's have that conversation when they get there. Who cares about this number? Well, two here's stuff? the crazy thing. Bellator thinks they're number two. Yeah. Great. Everyone thinks they're number Everyone two. Everyone thinks, thinks they're number two. <laughs> it One means championship zero. thinks they're number two. PFL thinks they're number two. Everyone no thinks fan, they're number two. No fan is sitting there like, man, number one's not on. What am I doing? Yeah. Oh, number two. Let me go find number two. To Nobody me, cares about this. All that matters is you either watch the UFC and then you also watch everything else, or you just or you watch the it. UFC. Yeah, nobody cares. That's that seems like you're either a hardcore and you just want to watch MMA, or you just watch the UFC. Focus on improving your product and less on who's number two. Nobody cares about number two. Everyone that I know that watches PFL also watches Bellator, also watches One Championship. It's not where I know a ton of people that just watch the UFC. But is there a chance Jake Paul? More money, more invest, whatever. ESPN platform, blah 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 yeah. blah blah. Great yeah. graphics package, like innovative things going on within the league, trying to get in with celebrities, with influencers. Yeah, like I feel like they are on the up and up. They there is, but let's get there first. I will just say that within those walls, those companies, it matters to them, and Bellator thinks it's not even a question. Bell- well, Bellator oh, thinks a- it's like a crazy. They're like ma- offended by me even having this conversation. If it matters to them, they should be doing more to solidify that because mm-hmm. they ain't all of them. Yeah, they have they have really good fighters on their roster. It's just sometimes the the production around the promotion is just incredibly. I do think they sell me. more tickets. Like like they'll go to Inglewood and I think they'll sell more than PFL yeah. will. I mean, they have really good fighters on their so, roster. Again, though, what are we measuring for number two? This is the thing. They all think they're number two because. Campbell McLaren wants to point to the the TV ratings. Chatri wants to point to the invisible, not existent audience. Uh, Bellator wants to to point to the legacy and the history. PFL wants to point to the innovation. Like they're all choosing their own. All this when in reality, KSW destiny. is the real number two. <laughs> wow, wow. I was gonna say, Combate just had the biggest fight in female MMA history. I know. So again, so this huge. This whole conversation supports the idea of how irrelevant this conversation KSW, is. Number two is most fun not a thing. By the way, do you know who won that fight like right now? I don't even know who fought in it. Remember we had the interview. No, I remember uh, it, yeah. I think the queen, been, the queen won that one. It's been too far. Oh my God. Uh, I want to ask you guys about 
Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia mm-hmm. because yesterday I uh, I put out a tweet. Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia is the biggest fight in America, in America for boxing. Got a lot of people who are upset saying that it was Usyk versus um, Fury. Fury. Got a lot of people who are upset that it was Jake Paul versus Nathan Diaz. But we shall talk about that later in the show because we have to get to our next guest or our first guest of the day, the great Terrence McKinney, who is returning to action on January 21st in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. It's UFC 283. It's a big fight for him in what promises to be a very big year for the young man. Let's say hello to Terrence McKinney, one of our favorites here on the program. Hello, Terrence. How are you? Hey, what's up, Ariel? We're locked in. Let's go. Let's go. I love the hair, my man. I love everything about it. By the way, last time you joined us, you were at a hospital. This time, where are you at? A uh, children's gymnasium? What's going on over there behind you? I'm at the trap house. (laughs) (laughs) That's the trap house? This is definitely the trap house for sure. <laughs> what are those posters behind you? What is that? It looked like Daddy Daycare in here. I yes. Didn't lie to you, oh my god! Is that is that your son's uh room? Uh no, nah, this this is this is my boy's house. Oh okay, all right. Uh, respect. By the way, how is fatherhood? Um, it's awesome. Definitely a huge motivator. You feel different? Yeah, man. Like it's. So- because after I get done training, I might have to rock this guy to sleep, and you feel him like a tank. Oh my gosh! So, but so you feel like you're you're you have different kind of motivation, different kind of thoughts. This is your first time fighting as a father now, officially, right? Since your son has been born, so you feel like yes, th- there's something different about you. Yeah, I got to train harder. You know, I tapped into my Oliver, as you see. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna look for a dynamic finish, whether that's by KO or submission. Something fantastic is going to happen. By the way, um, do you regret joining the show from the hospital? I mean, your your significant other was she not a little bit annoyed by all of this? Nah, that was legendary. That was a Kodak <laughs> moment right there. <laughs> How many hours afterwards did the uh, did the baby come out? Uh, the next day, actually. Oh wow, it was a long one. Yeah. Well. Yeah, because it had to get dilated. We're, I felt like I was there for like a whole week, it felt like. But we were just there for three days. Wow, okay. And everyone's doing okay, right? Yeah, everyone's doing great. Great. Um, so you're going to Brazil, and you, uh, you've you dyed the hair. Why did you dye the hair? Uh, you know, just the new mystical Terrence McKinney. You know? Okay, this is it. <laughs> I predict these things. I know the first <laughs> round finish incoming uh the blonde hair has treated a lot of fighters you know well so you're 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 trying to tap into that yes sir and uh how do you feel about going to brazil to fight in uh what could be somewhat hostile territory um we live for this man and the victory is going to be that much sweeter once i could silence the crowd yeah um and i mean let's be honest this is way more exciting than fighting at the apex or something like that Oh yeah, I'm so excited. But there's a lot of chaos going on out there. Yeah, so what the hell? Are are you at all worried that they might cancel it? Uh, a little bit, but I wouldn't mind because we all know I need to knock that scouser out. So, oh, if that's what God has in mind, then let His will be done. Uh, I will get to that in a moment. Um, when do you fly out to Brazil? Uh, the 16th. The 16th, it's the 9th. So, oh, so you fly out on the Monday of the fight? Yeah, on why, Monday, yeah. Why so, why so late? <laughs> I wish I was leaving like uh, Sunday, well, today, but it's all good. 
You don't feel like you need more time to get acclimated? Nah, I'm at actually at higher elevation. Okay. And it's actually not that bad. It's only like five hours. It's only, it's only five. Where are you now? Spokane, Washington. Oh, you mean the time difference is five hours? Yeah. God, I thought you meant the flight. Um, have you ever been to Brazil? No, sir. This wow. is my first rodeo. Wow. You got to try the acai, probably after the weight cut, but the acai is to die for. Have you ever had acai? Yeah, acai bowl. I love those. And we got to go to the steakhouse. I can't wait. The steakhouse is legendary. I've been to those as well, but you got to go to a place in Rio called Bibi Sucos. B-I-B-I Sucos. You, you've tried acai in America. It is nothing like the acai there. It feels like fruit. It feels like something from the heavens. Your whole body feels different afterwards. It's unbelievable. Do me a favor and go try. It's a little bit sugary, right? There's a little, some calories involved. No, I need that. I'm going to need some good sugars. You okay. Know, so go there. I'm definitely going to tap in, in that place. Okay. So, and you're, you're predicting big things, like you said. I feel like you're putting maybe a little bit of pressure on yourself. First round, ex you know, explosive finish, all that stuff. Why put that out there? Why put that pressure on yourself? Um, cause you know, pressure turns to diamonds, you know, and I'm all about shining bright. So, and I want people to know, uh, what I deserve and I want to be top 10 at the end of the year. So I got to show all these guys they're putting ahead of me that don't have a number. It's a waste of my time. And I got to go out there and get them out there the first round. So that's the goal for 2023 end of the year in the top 10. Yes, sir. Uh, so speaking of which, what, what was your, what was your reaction when you got, um, Ishmael as your as your opponent like were you a little bit underwhelmed were you hoping for a bigger name no I was happy with this because um, on paper it seems like it's going to be a close match and I like that so when I do dominate um, there's no choice but to give me the ranked opponent after this uh, someone in the top 15 uh, were you familiar with him when you were offered him uh, not really, but uh, I watched his videos. Um, I think he's a decision machine, but he likes to get down. And I think that's just going to play in my favor. Uh, I saw some of your clips recently, the wrestling, even Chael Sonnen giving you props. You saw that? Yeah, that was so sick. Do you know Chael? Have you ever trained but, with him? Not at all, but I know the Brazilians don't like him too much. <laughs> but <laughs> You know, sometimes you got to be a villain, you know? Yep. Yep. You're not that far from him. He's in Oregon, so it's not so far. He doesn't follow anyone yeah. on Twitter. I don't even know how he found that, but you know, him retweeting it, him giving you props is a big deal. He doesn't do that often. Yeah, that feels great, you know. Like I said, um, you can definitely see God's moving in my life. He's giving me favor and and it's humbling, you know. Like I never thought things like this would be half of my life. So it's just more motivation to have ricochet of blessings, you know. Now, uh, what about this uh, this Patty Pimblet? Uh, you you uh, you saw his last fight against Jared Gordon, yes? Yeah, I saw his last fight. He lost. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did you How did you score it? Um, not the one, can, not the one with me and him beforehand. That was obviously a ten seven. I mean, like the actual fight. I think I can make it like a twenty nine twenty eight, Jared. Okay, twenty. I give him one round and just maybe get one round right that's it being was there anything that he did that impressed you yeah the way he like blocks jared punches with his chin <laughs> is very impressive you know <laughs> were you at all surprised at how sort of um i don't know uh 
again, to use the word I've used on the show already today, defiant he was about like the, the criticism or the scoring. Like he thought it was the fight of the night. He thought there was no chance that you could score. Like, did that surprise you? Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. He must have been hanging out with Sean O'Malley a lot lately or something. Man. <laughs> he so, must think he's still undefeated. Do you think there is any chance, honestly? I know you've been trying to get this one for a while. You win this fight. Do you think there's any shot of you versus him, of them booking it? I, I think they get it done after this fight, for sure. Really? And and, I, and and I'm doing him a favor. I'm cutting weight two times super close together, you know? This is this is his best chance to ever beat me. Wow, you, you really feel that way. Have you been told anything? Like, uh, you, your management, anyone say you win this fight, you're getting patty? This is what we're thinking? I, I just been hitting a little bit in the grapevine, and I think I think it's next. Wow! Any chance for the the March London card? Yes, it's definitely going to be in March. And if I don't get Patty, we want to rank the opponent in April. Okay, so let's go. But the big one is Patty. That's the one that you want. Yes, sir. How do you think that goes down? How do you think it plays out? Um, just domination everywhere. Whether that's standing, I saw Jared out wrestling. He couldn't really get any submissions off. And I got a bigger frame. I'm faster. Uh, so, yeah, I see him getting killed. A lot of people looking sad. UFC, Dana sad, you know. <laughs> Me getting a bigger check. Just, just I see a lot of good things happen after I take him out in the first round. Um, even though they'll be sad, you still think they're going to give you a bigger check? Yeah, they be like, man. And then they, then they got to promote me. And I think. I'm the right prospect to invest in right now. Mm. You talked about uh, on Twitter, you had a couple of uh, interesting tweets about like how you can't turn down a fight because then they'll say they'll come back to you in a few months and whatnot. Did you get any uh, blowback for any of that? Um, I don't know. Some weird stuff you have to like count sometimes. Like I'll be getting a certain amount of views and then it goes down like hell low. I don't know how they're doing <laughs> it, but just some weird stuff be happening. It's crazy. You think you're being shadow banned? Yeah, sometimes I be getting shadow banned. I, I can see it, bro. It's crazy. What prompted you to tweet that? Um, it's just you guys know me. I like to speak out. I like to. I like to. I like to pull strings. Um, and be heard. Right. And so you felt like you needed to get it off your chest. Yeah. Yeah. I liked your tweet yesterday, or maybe it was two days ago, where you wrote that it's been a, a tough time in MMA, a bad time, a bad stretch. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, a lot of good champions have fallen. A lot of crazy, terrible judging. Um, I just think it's time for it to be MMA and not WWE anymore. Huh. What do you mean by that? What What makes you feel like it's WWE? Because um, everyone's just yelling and stuff, trying to be seen. Instead of people fell in love with the aspect of skills back in the day, like GSP and people seeing people get a finish, like what happened to love and talent, you know, right. seeing something that could potentially be great instead mm -hmm. of just someone having a good mouthpiece and looking cool on TikTok. Right, right, right. Are you on TikTok? Yeah, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> How are you doing over there? <laughs> uh, I don't really do it that much, but... Um, I just got to make sure I'm on all platforms. It's the best way to make money. Right. I saw um, Kevin Lee's brother. You see his brother blowing up over there. Keith Lee. You see his his TikToks? <laughs> no, not yet. He's got like 8 million. What is it, New York, Rick? He's got like 8 million followers or something crazy. 
It's unbelievable. He's uh, he's like a food critic over there. Kevin Lee's brother. Oh yeah, no, no. I saw I, I saw a video about that. Yeah, yeah. He, he's going crazy about some food stuff. Yes, yeah, it's getting real huge. Yes, it's crazy. He's got a whole other. He was a Bellator fighter, and they let him go. Stupid. Well, now he's making more money doing TikTok. Yes. Kudos to him. Eight million followers. I feel like you could be really big on TikTok because you speak, you know, you speak for the younger audience. You keep it real. You don't hold back. But yeah, it just says time consuming, you know. And right now, um, you guys know I love to fight. So, and there's just a lot of stuff I got to get done with the fight. And so, as soon as that slowed down a little bit for me and I'm in a comfortable spot, uh, then I'll really start pushing the social media more. Uh, where'd you find that picture of Derek Lewis, by the way, looking all svelte? Huh, what a beast, huh? Yeah, I saw it pop up. I was like, oh my goodness, bro. We need to, this need to be seen, dog. And I'm happy for him. I think, I think he woke up and I think it's time for him to get a win in Texas. Man, you, uh, I mean, you have a couple bangers. Like that one exploded. There's a few of yours that have exploded. So I don't feel like you're being shadow banned. I feel like people, they come to you and they, they know you keep it real. Even, even you mentioning, uh, a few weeks ago, I think you said that the MMA Hour was the best combat sports show on the planet, which I appreciated very much. That was very nice of you. I got to be real, man. You come <laughs> with the, the spicy things that the fans need to hear. That's right. That's right. You know, sometimes people need to be 10-7. You know, what am I supposed to do? I either just let I the- swear, man. You, you had Dylan Dennis shitting the brick. I uh, love it. <laughs> what about that stretch for Dylan Dennis uh, the, the last couple of days? I mean, can he come back from this? I don't think so, man. Um, he said, you know I'm getting the check. Seven figures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I loved it, man. That was hilarious. Uh, you said something. What were the tweets about Dylan Dennis? I think we have them here. You had a couple um, from the last uh, few days. First, you had Dylan Dennis's parents are going to be so mad he can't pay uh, his half of the rent this month. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then prior to that, you also had, let's be honest, we all got to respect Dylan Dennis for making the absolute most out of so very little. But I don't know if you still feel that way because that was before he withdrew. Uh, I know. He, but he, 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 he slimes his way into the comments and stuff, <laughs> man. I, I, I can't wait for him to get silent, man. Oh my gosh. I don't know how you come back from this. Um, all right, so I'm very excited about your year. And by the way, a lot of people said you versus Drew Dober maybe rounded the year. Do you like that, or does that annoy you because it didn't go your way? Um, no, uh, I definitely think that was a sick ass fight. Definitely round the year, and I was able to take so much from that fight. You know, because now I know how to pick my shots. I know how to stay calm, as you guys saw my last fight, and that way I won't get tired. I'm better at using my energy more efficient and i think it's going to be shown this fight uh this guy want to go to decision let's see if he can make it there i love it uh you are the future my friend uh you represent a lot of that is good in this sport keep being you keep being honest keep telling it like it is much respect and good luck out there in in brazil can't wait for it yes sir thank you Harold, and god bless brother you too there he is terrence mckinney massive fight for him coming up on January the 21st against Ishmael Bonfin on the UFC 283 card, which is a nice little card. Um, for some reason, he's on the early prelims. I don't get that one. Push this guy. 
Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill, Davis Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno, Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny. That should be fun. Jessica Andrade against Lauren Murphy, also fun. Paul Craig against Johnny Walker, fun. Not bad. Shogun Hua and potentially his retirement fight. Uh, Brad Tavares, Jelton Almeida. Cody Stamen, Worley Alves. The return of Nicholas Dalby. That's fun as well. So there you go. Terrence McKinney. I'm a big fan. And uh, what a scene that would be. Maybe he knows something that we don't. Maybe he gets the Patty Pimblett fight. Patty Pimblett in, uh, in March in London. I wonder if Patty comes back that soon. Um, because I think he was banged up. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash mma.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I think he was banged up after the Jared Gordon fight. I wonder if he comes back, comes back that soon, but I think it would be a gigantic fight, and I think it would make a lot of sense. It would make a lot of sense considering where he's at, considering where Patty's at, Terrence has done a great job of building it up. He's got a great following. He's young. He's fun. He's popular. I think it would make a lot of sense. All right. Uh, let's move along to our next guest. I am so excited to have this man on. He is on top of the world. He is, I mean, one of the most talked about athletes on the planet over the past week. You even saw an inside the NBA, they were talking about him. And in case you are living under a rock, in case you did not see the incredible athletic feat that transpired six days ago in the final of the, uh, of the dart competition, the darts competition over at the Alley Pally in London, in case you have missed it, in case you're not one of the millions upon millions of people who missed what transpired six days ago, here is a clip of truly one of the greatest athletic feats that I've ever seen. And also, I must say, one of the greatest calls that I've ever heard. I think I have watched this clip. No joke. I'm not even joking right now. I think I've watched it 200 times. Like I could say a thousand times. That's obviously an exaggeration. I think I've legitimately watched it at least 200 times. When I first saw it, didn't quite understand what I was seeing. Now I understand. Now I appreciate it. And like I said, 
I'm all in, baby. Take a look at this. Got to find a break of throw in this set if he wants to level up the World Championship final. Uh, Michael Van Gerwen isn't in any mood to give him a sniff. Yeah, the, the combination finishing in this game is going to be key. You can tell by the way they're scoring. There may be nothing in it. They may both be on nines. Michael may miss and Michael may hit. They're both on nines. They're both on a nine. This is insane. Come on now. Wow, the World Championship final. Michael Van Gerwen is on a main data in the World Final and just misses double 12. Over to you, Michael Smith. One man misses, does the other man get? I've never seen the like. Come on, Spully Boy. Yes, double 12. That is the most amazing legend you will ever see in your life. I can't speak. I can't speak. Absolutely unbelievable. The crowd are going berserk. Michael Smith makes more history in the world final. But that is simply the best legend. Ladies and gentlemen, it is an honor, it is a privilege to welcome the pride of St. Helens, the number one pound-for-pound darts player on the planet, the reigning defending world champion, the one and only Bully Boy. There he is, Michael Smith. What a legend. Oh, yes. Michael, how are you, my friend? Yeah, still on top of the world, mate. It's still... Still not slept since six days, but yeah, it's all good. Oh my gosh. I have to tell you, Michael, I get an opportunity to talk to a lot of people, a lot of great athletes. I'm legitimately in awe of you right now. I feel a little starstruck speaking to you. Yeah, that, that leg was ridiculous. Being involved in it, didn't it just felt like another nine darts. But like I said, you watched it 200 times when you say you're exaggerating a thousand. I reckon I did do a thousand and you finally realize how big that actually was and to be part of something amazing, it's it, it was good. Okay, so I have a lot to talk to you about. And by the way, you're joining us from Bahrain right now, correct? Yeah, just a meal tell him. It's unbelievable. So you have another competition this weekend? Yeah, on Thursday. There's no break? There's no nothing? You don't get to go to Disneyland or something like that with your family? No, I brought the family here. So they're in a different room right now. We've got two rooms. Legend. Just we can shut one down. The kids have got their own bedroom. So they're in there being quiet and watching this live okay well that is incredible and i appreciate i know you've had a bit of a hellacious uh 24 hours or so of travel so i appreciate you doing this my friend and i'm sure you're really tired could you even possibly put into words what last tuesday felt like for you because obviously i've learned a lot about your story and i know last year you fell short and so many people wanted to see you you know um finally prevail as world champion to get number one to finally do it and to have a moment like that could you even put into words what it felt like uh that little kid dreaming and it finally come true and that i think that's the only way i can describe it is, is a dream come true it's what we all strive for I've, I've always wanted to be world champion and i've always wanted to be world number one and what better way i get to do it the same night i got four feet in one go who introduced you to darts 
Yeah, my dad, uh, I had an injury going to school. I used to play rugby, so I, I couldn't play. I'd done me hip in. And yeah, just, we just watched my dad practice in the house. And I thought, no, I'll have a go. Hit me first 180 after about four weeks. And I just went from there. So I, I read that uh, you were on your bike and you fell and you broke your hip when you were a kid. Is that what happened? Yeah, going to school, being being a bit of an ass on my bike, uh, doing wheelies down the street and just come straight off him. Uh, my mum didn't believe that I did it. So she took me to the hospital and yeah, it got confirmed there. Broken hip? <clears throat> yeah. How old were you? Yeah, when I, uh, I think it was 13, 14. Did you need surgery? No, no, I just rested up. It just shot up the side. So, like, kind of come back, back down and couldn't walk for about five or six weeks. And then, yeah, I was, when I started getting up on my crutches, that's when I started playing. So, my first 180s was actually on crutches. Wow. And uh, was your uh, was your dart sport at home where you were practicing or would you have to go somewhere to practice? Yeah, it was always at home. But now I don't have a dartboard in the house. I always practice at the pub. But it's like my mum and dad's pub it only opens at 7 o'clock at night. So... I'll go in there from 11 till 2.30. So the pub's shut. No one can bother me. And then, yeah, just crack away and do my job. Wait a second. Wait a second. You don't own one? You don't have one to practice at home? No, it's not work. There's too many distractions. If I've got a dartboard in the house and the kid starts asking questions or something good comes on TV, I'll sit down and watch it. So I've got to leave the house. I've got to go to work. And your parents own a pub? Yeah, it's, it's no, no better way. I can always go to the pub and yeah. just chill out there. And where is the pub located? <laughs> Uh, in Sutton, in St. Helens. It's uh, St. Helens. Okay, and so you go there before they open, and no one bothers you, you could just practice. That's your practice time. Yeah, I open up and lock up behind me, so I'm always locked in on my own. And it's just me, the dartboard, and uh, music on the TV, and I just practice away. So when you're when you're practicing as a kid, when you're and your, your dad wasn't a pro player, correct? No, no, he was just a normal pub player. Um, at what point do you go from just trying to have fun, emulate your dad, just have a laugh, to thinking that you might be able to make a living off of this? Uh, I think it was when I was about 16. I won a youth tournament. It was like £100. And I was still at school at the time. And £100 was a lot of money then. It was like, I think I could do a bit more. And then I won my first men's tournament, which was £1,000. Like, I'm not bothering with school. I'm not bothering with anything. I can earn decent money if I keep trying hard. And, yeah, sadly, I think it was Christmas Eve, I broke both my hands while I was just turned pro. So I had, uh, I think, five months out. And then I think a month later, after breaking both my hands and having the cast off, I come back and I won my first professional title. And I got £6,000 for that. And it, back then it was massive. And yeah, it's just, just stemmed from all there. Then I started picking up more money. I was doing well on TV and shot up the rankings. So I, I also read about this. You, you Did you break your hands or your wrists? Uh, broke both my wrists. I slipped over on the ice Christmas Eve. Jeez. <laughs> and you fell face first. Yeah, I put I put my hands down on the floor like this. And yeah. And I slipped against my hands just went all the way back on both. Both of them. So, yeah. So I was in cast Christmas Day. And how old were you when that happened? I was 19. How hard is it to have both hands in cast? Yeah. Uh, you can only imagine things that you can't do. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was really hard. Yeah, I just had to make do of it. And the cast normally come up to your fingers here, so I had to cut off to my knuckles just so I could move move my fingers a bit and function. Yeah, it's just silly mistakes when I was young, and I've learned from them now. Were you able to practice when your hands were in cast? Uh, not for the first month, because it was really sore, and then I started to play, but I had to throw different. Right, as long as I kept my elbow moving, keeping it straight, and 
not forgetting how to play. Uh, it was something I had to do and I had to obviously persevere through the pain. So I have a good friend of mine. Uh, his name is P.T. Carroll. He's, uh, he lives in Dublin, Ireland, Blanchardstown to be exact. And every Christmas time he tells me, you got to watch the darts. You got to watch the darts. It's an incredible thing. And I'll be honest, it's not that big over here. Like I didn't even know where it was airing until I tweeted it out and they told me zone here in America. But then I find out through our good friend, Eddie Hearn, that the darts gets like, five to six times what boxing gets in terms of viewership in uh, in the UK. And it's gigantic. And I see the scenes at the Alley Pally. Why do you think it is so much more popular over there than it is over here? I, I don't know. It's massive in Europe as well as in Germany at the minute. The market's crazy. I think when I played Gabriel Clements in the semifinals of the world, they had the third most viewing figures of any sport wow. in Germany. And hey, it is crazy what they get. And, I think last year when I played at Madison Square Garden and I ended up winning it there, and it, it it was a massive thing for me, especially being such an iconic arena, a stadium like that, where it just didn't feel as big because of the crowds. It was decent crowds, but I don't think they understood it more like the English do and the Europeans do. But hopefully this year when we go back now, especially with the interest of you and more people getting into it now, we're back there June the 2nd, so hopefully oh, I'll be there. get a lot more interest now. I'll be yeah, there. Hopefully. You're going to come in studio as well, right? Yeah, of course. I'll definitely come in and do another live chat with you. Yeah, we have the dartboard up here. I've been killing it. Uh, I've broken a couple. Yeah, you saw that? I promise you I'll send you some darts out as well, so I'll send you some decent Legend. set out. So um, <laughs> prior to this past week, was the win at MSG your biggest win? Uh, today it was, yeah. And then I think, what was it, eight weeks ago, I won my first major title with a Grand Slam. And then, yeah, four weeks later, I won the biggest of them all. So I think... It went from the MSG to the Grand Slam, now to the World Championship. Going into the World Championship, how are you feeling? How was the confidence? How were the nerves? How are you feeling about the prospects of winning? I've I've always been a confident player, but I think coming from the Grand Slam, I knew I had something different now. I, even when I was getting beat, I knew I wasn't beat. I just had to keep fighting and persevering. I think you've seen it in the second round, being 3-1 down to Martin Schindler. Come back and won that 4-3. So I always had the confidence I could go far. And yeah, once I made the quarterfinals, that's when my head kind of switches where I'm not only playing per game, I'm playing for the title now. And I think I stepped up then each game. Every time it come, I played even better. And I think seeing that final when uh, Van Guren started to throw everything at me, I was always there right behind him. When he missed, I took every shot. And I think that's what's helped me massively lately with the confidence. Uh, and last year at the World Championships, you, you, you got very, very close. Did that crush you? Like, do you remember... You know, just what that felt like in the moment, knowing that you came so close to winning, but uh, ultimately didn't prevail. Yeah, and it goes back even further. 2019, I lost in the final to Michael Van Guren, who just beat. And then uh, last year when I lost to Peter Wright, it was saying to my kids, it might never happen. I can get to this final, but it might never happen. But the day after, you just switch off, get back to that practice board, and you just got to keep your mentality strong and just keep thinking it will happen. Get another chance, it'll happen. And Soon as I got past the six set, because I lost seven five last year. Soon as I got to six four, I knew I was winning. Then it was nothing was going to stop me. I can't get enough of it. I can't stop watching it. You, if you go <laughs> on my YouTube now, it's all darts videos. And what I love so much about it, uh, I'm a big pro wrestling fan, and I feel like what they have done with you guys is steal a little bit from pro wrestling. The showmanship, the 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 glitz, the glamour. I love the walkouts. You come out to, oh, don't you dare look bad, just keep your, shut up and dad. It's great. And everyone's singing. By the way, why do you come out to that song? Uh, it was, that, that wasn't my choice. It was a Twitter poll. 
Like we just put two songs on Twitter and that was one that was picked, but mate, it's stuck and it's one of, in my opinion, one of the best walking songs now. It's amazing. Everyone's singing it. Uh, and I thought at, at the end of the leg, when they go to that music, when it's like, da, 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 I thought they were singing Michael Smith. Are they saying that or no? <clears throat> no, the the first one, the da, 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 that yeah. one, when you're walking off, you go for a break then, but. Yeah, the cow just carry on the the nuts. They love it. It's incredible. But do you agree with me that that they've taken a little? Like to me, that's the brilliance of all of this. You guys are characters. You have walkouts. There's there's cheerleaders. There's lights. There's smoke. There's fire. All this stuff. That to me, they, they've taken it from being a pub game to like a real show. And I'm wondering who you credit for that. Who who is responsible for doing that? Um, I don't know. The PDC guys are. Uh, they've got some creative minds. What they do. And like you just said, it's gone from a pub game now to you're, you, you, it's hooked you, so it's gone to a spectacular. Now everyone's getting involved and hopefully we can only get bigger and one day maybe Olympics, which I think in my personal thing it should be. Wow. But it, it can only get bigger. It can only get bigger. And you can see how big it is in Europe and hopefully we can make it massive in the States now. Is, is there some talk of that? Is, is there a push to get it into the Olympics? That would be incredible. It, it should already be there, I think. It should already be. But yeah, if it, everyone, like, you want to be a world champion, you want to be you want to be a gold medalist at the Olympics, you want to compete in the Olympics. And to get darts in it, you've got some sports already in, dart, in darts in the Olympics. I think darts should be there. It's a skillful game. It's not just sticking it in by hand. You've got to throw it. You've got to be precise. It's all hand-eye coordination. So it should be there. How many hours would you say you practice a week? Uh, I do about three, five hours a day. So whatever my maths is, about 40 hours a week. Wow. And uh, if I'm traveling, maybe I'd maybe stick in an hour or two a day. But if I'm at home for a week practicing for a big event, then it's three to five hours a day then. So like you're in Bahrain now and there's a competition this weekend, correct? Yep. Can you practice? And, and, and the competition starts on Thursday? Yeah. So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, are you practicing? Yeah, the guys from the PDC, we've got another room here in okay. the hotel. We've moved all the beds and put the two dartboards in so you can get to win and practice. You just put your time slot in and get in. And if you're lacking sleep like you are now, that can affect you, correct? It could do. It could affect you mentally, but it's just you've got to you've got to do it. Even if you just put an hour in, not you don't have to put three or five. Just put an hour in and keep yourself focused, keep yourself doing what you're doing, and then you won't get as much hours sleep as you can. Like today, I won't, I'm not going to touch the darts today. I'm straight to bed after this. Right. Um, and and maybe a stupid question, but are you allowed to drink beer during the competition? Uh, yes, no, yes. It, it, some people do, some people don't. But this is the thing where you want to be professional now. You want to do it proper and you've got to prepare yourself proper. You can't play darts drunk. You, you, your coordinations go, so... If you want to be the best, you've got to play the best and you've got to prepare the best as well. So when you're up there, you're not drinking beer, correct? Are you on stage, you've got the water. Right, that's Always it. water. On stage. So now now the, now the moment, um, as they said, the, the greatest leg of all time. First off, do you agree? That's the clip we just showed. Do you agree that that was the greatest leg of all time? Yeah, it's never going to be beaten because if Michael would have hit the double 12 and I would just gone 180, 180, this, we wouldn't have been talking about this but because he hit... Eight perfect to miss the ninth, and then I went nine perfect. It would never be done again. You can't hit two nine darts in one leg. Right. That so is, it is the greatest leg ever. Prior to that, had you ever hit nine in a row like that? 
Oh, yeah, I've done it loads of times on TV. When you went back to your friend in Ireland, I think my first one on TV was in the Premier League in Dublin. Wow. So there'd be a clip on that. There'd be a clip on that on YouTube if you get it up and watch that one. I've done, I think, four on TV, two last year, one this year, and one when I was in Dublin. But what made it so great was that both of you were going back and forth. Yeah, that's that's a perfect leg. It's you can't get any better. And I mean, what was better when he missed and I gave him the little high five and then it's kind of like, pour me drink. I'll show you how to do it now. And ah, that is amazing. You like you like MVG? <laughs> yeah, I'm good friends with Michael, but on stage, no. Off stage, really good friends. What do you mean on stage? No, you don't like the way he plays, or it's just like you try to keep it. Uh, no, on, on stage, he's an enemy. If I if I liked him as a friend, I would have gifted him three hundred thousand, and I would have took on the two hundred thousand. So you've got to dislike people on stage. You've got to hate them, and has to be done. You're playing for in our sport, the biggest prize money there is of half a million. Are there any guys that you really despise that you're like, man, I cannot lose to this guy? Uh, there's a few, but I'm not going to say it on this. Okay, fair enough. I just want to know <laughs> if there's any rivalries. There's rivalries though, right? Uh, it is rivalries. You, you'll see with uh, Michael and Peter, Michael and Gez, they're the big three names in the sport. I just, I stay in the background and do do my own thing. I don't like confrontation. I like just being myself and I'd rather be on my own. I enjoy my own company too much. Uh, and so when he misses that ninth one, what is going on in your mind? What are you thinking? As a, I was willing him to hit to hit the nine. Why? And you don't mind. like Because it's, it's nice to see. It's good for the crowd. But I know it's only winning one leg. But when he missed, I was like, right, you do it now. And he'll know he's in a game. Then if I can hit this, because he beat me, like I said, four years ago in the final. If I hit this, he knows he's in a game and he knows he's got to do something special to beat me. And he nearly did this, the the most special thing he could do, but he just fell short and I showed him that I was up to the task and he was in a real darts match. Now, I hope you don't mind me saying this. That is incredible. But what first drew me to the clip, if I'm being honest, was the commentary. When you hear, <laughs> and and uh, the, the, the legend's name is Wayne Mardell, correct? Um, yeah. yeah who tweeted me and I was very excited about that. When you hear how excited he is, and, and what's the name of the play-by-play guy? I don't want to leave him out because he was great too. The other guy who was doing it, uh, Stuart Pike, he's from my town as well. He's from St. Helens. It was beautiful. Together, you can't <laughs> not be taken by it, intoxicated by it, to see their emotion. And then, I can't speak. I can't speak. Like the whole thing, <laughs> they're both on nights. When you saw that, when you went back and watched it on your phone, on your whatever, what did you think? Like, Because it's one thing to live it. It's another to see it and then to see their emotion. That made it, to me, a hundred times better. Yeah, I actually tweeted about Wayne that night saying what a special moment it was. But it wouldn't have been as special without that commentary, what he did. And he's a former player himself. He was like a five-time semi-finalist at the World Champs. To see an ex-player to get that excited over darts, like he no longer plays, it, it was something special. Amazing. And and the I Can't Speak is uh, in reference to like a famous, I think, rugby match, correct? Yeah, it was Castleford v. Wigan. <laughs> I can't remember the, the, the commentator who said it, but I think because Stuart Pike, the other commentator, he's a massive Saints lad as well, massive fan. He'll tell you everything about rugby that you need to know. So I think them two was referencing it before the game, uh, before the match, should have said. So I think that's where it just come out. Amazing. Unbelievable. So that clip, like, how how could you not stop watching it, right? You think you've watched it over a thousand times? Yeah, there's, there's more. I'll, after this, I'll send you a WhatsApp. There's a, an Italian version. I saw it. It's saw so it. funny. 
It is men's. Every single one I've watched that one, the Hungarian one. There's a Hungarian one. Yes. Yeah, there's loads. I mean, it just makes it special just seeing people's emotions. I know that's my job, but just the smile you put on people's faces is even better. Um, could you even possibly have imagined how big this, like, are you shocked by how big this has gotten? The view, I think the views on on Twitter is like 10 million or something. On YouTube, it's too much. Like, has this blown your mind? Hey, uh, at the time, no, I didn't. I just thought I'd obviously live my dream of winning the world championships. I knew eight and nine. But when I seen the backlash of it, when I finished the match and gone on social media, I didn't realize it was that big. And I think this is like the highest viewed final we've had and the highest, the most popularity thing we've had. And I think it this could only make the game better. And it's getting everyone that didn't even like darts hooked on it now. And I think it is massive for us as players, especially because the PDC and we might attract more sponsors, which means we get paid more money. Which is always good. Yeah. <laughs> so it is. I think it's a really special thing that happened, and it was fitting that I I got to do it. Oh my god! Uh, by the way, did you see Shaquille O'Neal playing darts on his show? Yeah, yeah. I watched that on the. I seen that on social media as well. I was shocked by it. Crazy! <laughs> it's unbelievable the whole thing. Now, um, could I ask how much do you win when you win the world championship? Uh, half a million, five hundred thousand pound. Okay, that that's from the PDC. Yeah. And does Eddie Hearn and Barry Hearn do they own the PDC? Yeah, matchroom. Yeah. I think they're, they own matchroom sports, so they've got the PDC, the snooker. I think they've got the, is it the pool? The, is it the yeah. Scorny Cup? I don't watch. The Scorny Cup, whatever it's called. Obviously, the boxing. Yeah, there's Eddie, uh, Eddie and Barry, are, well, especially Barry's a clever, clever man. And Whenever what, he touches his turn. And was Barry there? Barry turned up for my quarterfinals, I think. Okay. He, he kind of took a step back, like, he said he was retiring, but we see him more now that he's retired. <laughs> but yeah, he, he I think he turned up for the quarterfinal round, come around, shook everyone's hand, wishes all the best, put on a great show, and then he disappears back into the crowd then and just mingles. And and when you do the PDC, like like the this event in uh, in Bahrain, is it the same group of guys that go there? Like is it almost like F one where it's the same amount of guys or is it different every tournament? It's eight every time, but it's I think we have six this year. Six World Series events, so there'll be maybe four or five all the same players, and then they'll pick two or three different ones each time. And it's just to grow the sport in the different countries. So we'd like this week we've got Bahrain, next week we're in Copenhagen, and then June we're in MSG again, and then August we're in uh, New Zealand and uh, Sydney. Wow! But and then there's, there's a sixth one they've not announced yet, so we don't know where that one is. And then you've got the Premier League, which is every Thursday night. There's eight players, 16 nights. And that's the, that's the same eight every single time. So you compete in that as well? Yeah. How many events do you think you compete in every year? Oh, dear. Uh, I have the six World Series. And you've got the Premier League, which is 16 nights. That's 26. We've got 30 Pro Tours. So that's 56. 13 Europeans. I'm losing count now. And then... I, I think there's about another eight majors, eight to nine majors. Wow. But like your Pro Tours is 30 of them, so you're playing 15 weekends. You're 13 Europeans, that's 13 weekends, just one event each weekend. So you, you're lucky to get two or three week, weekends off a year then. Wow. Is that tough? I mean, it seems like you're very close to your family, to your children, your, your two kids, your wife. How hard is that? It's extremely hard, but I, I sent you the text the other day. I'll do anything as long as I don't see them struggle. 
Right. And I know eventually like, I can play till darts is a good game, so I could play till I'm 90 years old if my body lets me. But now if I keep winning and keep doing what I'm doing, I can retire a lot younger and I can spend a lot more time with my kids. And it's just for now, you've got to put the work in and you get out of any sport what you put in. If I want to be half-hearted and put 50% in, I get 50% reward. So it's full maximum 100%. And now I'm finally reaping the rewards of what I've put myself through and put my family through. And uh, how's the sponsorship scene? Like, uh, are there a lot of people coming to the table now? A lot of people want to be in business with you? Uh, it is a few. It is a few. Uh, we've always had sponsors, but now being like the world champion, world number one, I can ask for more money now. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you get, we're allowed three on the shirt, on the front, one on the sleeve. And then sometimes you can get people who just want to sponsor your social media so you can tag them in it all the time. It is 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 good. You just the sponsors alone can stop you from working. Just wow. the, the darts is like the second part of your game then. So it is it is massive what's coming into it now. And do you have a manager? Yeah, uh Mark Pritchard. I signed with him two years ago. So this is our third year now. Okay, there's actually a lot of similarities between the darts and, and the MMA fighters because you're kind of your own entity and you have to go out there and, and, and fight for what you get and sponsorship. There's there's no union, right? Uh, no, it, we've got the PDPA, which they help out. So if we need help, advice, they're always there. So you have the PDC, the PDPA, and then our managers and the players. Oh, okay. So, so you do we'll have a players' to, association. Yeah, we'll go to the man. We'll moan to our manager first. And then he'll go and moan to the PDPA and then they'll take up the issue then with the PDC. Wow. All right. You guys are actually more advanced than uh, than the MMA fighters. And uh, I love I loved the scene when you won, you went straight to your family. Do you remember what you said to your kids, what you said to your wife? That was beautiful when, when, you, uh, when you hugged them. Yeah. I remember last year when I lost to Peter Wright, we were sat in the cabin uh, backstage and I asked me and my oldest son, you see him crying at the end. We cried for about 15 minutes. And I was like, I promise you it's coming home. Next time it's coming home. So when I ran off stairs straight to him, I grabbed him and I said, I told you, I would never lie to you. Oh, so I got God. him straight away and then gave him a little and I felt sorry for Casper, my youngest, because I picked him up and then I just threw him. <laughs> I just wanted to get back I just wanted to get back on stage and get hold of the trophy. Then I wanted to take it home. <laughs> oh my God. That is amazing. You're gonna make me cry here. And then you were uh you were celebrated back home in St. Helens. You got to go to the uh the rugby grounds, right? Yeah, that's as a kid growing up that that was my that's where I went to release. That's where one watching my heroes play. And then to finally get there as a world champion and stand with some of the greats that I've watched. I still go now when I've got time off. Me and my kids go all the time. So beyond that pitch with my trophies as well as theirs, that was another dream come true. You, you were on the cover of the newspaper. They put you, I think, at your school or your former school. They put like on a, on the screen there. You're, you're the talk of town. Like when you walk down the street now, I mean, can you even do so anonymously or is everyone coming up to you? <laughs> No, I, every day, straight after the world final, I got home, I took my kids to school. So they go to the, my old school I went to, so I still do the school one every morning, pick them up. I still do everything. The people see me every day, but all to get now is like a congratulations, well done, about time you won it. And that's it. I think it's when I come out of St. Helens, that's when I get the most, the most mildly where people pull you away, can have pictures, can have this, can have that. But you can't say no, it's part of your job. Right. If you want a great fan base, you've got to be a great citizen to it i should say why do they call you bully boy <laughs> that's nothing to do with that that's when i was younger i used to work on a cow farm oh. as a reference said when i won the world i was going to buy a bull as you couldn't come to my house and not see a bull in the garden so i used to work on a cow farm as a kid and 
Yeah, my mate forgot the tags when we was ca- uh, tagging the bees so we could identify the babies to the mum. Yeah, and he forgot it. So I've got a three-day-old calf in a headlock getting slammed in cow, cow poo everywhere. And when he come back, he just called me a buller. So when I was looking for a name when I was playing darts, that's just the first thing that comes to mind. Wow. So you would, you would <laughs> milk the cows, do all that stuff? No, no, no. It was a meat farm. Never, ever wants to die. Just oh, meat farm. raise them up and then send them to slaughter. Oh, that's a bit sad. <laughs> it no? sounds nice as it is, but if you don't do that, no one can eat. Sure. And uh, is your family still involved with that? I uh, know that was uh, my auntie used to own a pub, yeah, well, like a big pub in Manchester. So the security guard on the door started like, asking for ID. That was his farm. So like on school holidays, when I used to go and stay at my auntie's, I used to work for him through the school holidays. Wow. And uh, now you actually bought a horse recently, correct? Yeah, a race horse. Uh, it's not doing so good. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> me and we're model, we just uh, bought to buy a dog now, which is called uh, Can't Speak. <laughs> that's going to be racing soon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, it's called I yeah. Can't Speak? Yeah, that's what it's going to buy a dog now. I can't speak. And then hopefully that can start winning. <laughs> wow. And this is a, this is a race dog? Yeah, Greyhound, Greyhound racing. Wow, so this is since the, the win on Tuesday. Yeah, he texted me. I think Thursday or Friday said, "Maybe we've got to do it. Just give me a, give me a couple of quid, and we'll." I've got a, a guy that trains him. It's this amount of money a month, and we'll get the dog and we'll train it up. It'd be called Cat Speak. It'd be running under. Uh, I think it was racing Hawaii five hundred one. Yeah, it should be. It should, I, I couldn't say no. I didn't want to do it, but I just couldn't say no. It was. It was iconic. I had to do it. Yeah, of course. Um, what's the greatest thing to happen since the win? Like someone reach out to you, a message, a moment. Like what's been the best thing to happen since the win? I just, the attention I'm getting, especially like from you as well, with how big you are. And this morning I had a Tony Cruz message me saying, well done. And uh, can I do a few questions for this podcast? I was like, Tony Cruz is probably one of the greatest midfielders ever in soccer. And uh, he's won the World Cup. I don't know how many Champions Leagues. And like, I got starstruck just reading them. And then yeah, it's just, just the people that I've looked up to are finally like, I've followed for so long on social media, following me back and sending me messages of congratulations. And just feels weird. I'm just still, I don't still not realize what I've done yet, but it's starting to sink in a bit now. Do you wish that there was a bit of a break that you can let this sink in? Or do you like the fact that you get right back on the horse, so to speak? Uh, it would have been nice to have a holiday, but it, it, I could have said no to not playing in Bahrain now. I could have said, I don't want to do it. I want to go on holiday, but it's, it's the grind. You've got to keep going. I don't want to take time off. I want Now that I'm world champion, I want to do the PDC right. I want to defend all years being world number one and world champion. I want to do it the correct way. But yeah, sometimes you do want it, sometimes you don't. But for me, I just want to work as much as I can, win as much as I can. And I think that's just my attitude to the to life and sports as it is. By the way, where's the trophy now? Uh, the trophy's in my mum's pub. It's been on display since the 4th. So people have been coming into St. Helens and having pictures with the trophy. And yeah, she, I think she has, she's got it up today as well. It's just on one of the, the bar, uh, bar tables. So people just come in every day just taking pictures of it. And you get to keep it, right? So yeah, good to keep the, we got a little replica one, just about this big. Yeah, yeah. And then I've said twenty-five kilo thing. I've got to lug around everywhere. I get. I've just got to send um, the plaque off so they can engrave it. Yeah, and send it back and then. 
uh, when we first uh, were conversing on DM, I asked you if you're an MMA fan. You thought that I was going to have you on here to grill you on MMA. You didn't believe me when I told you. I just wanted to talk to you about you and, and your achievement. But you are a bit of an MMA fan, correct? Yeah, I, I, I was watching like George St. Pierre and Anderson Silva, the two of the greatest of the sport, and I just love watching them. And then fell in love with Michael Bisbin, especially because he didn't live far from me or where I live now. And then you've got obviously Paddy, who's not round, who's not far from me in Liverpool. I do watch it a bit, not as much I should do, but I do watch it quite a bit. They should have you. They're having a big show at the O2 in March. They should have you there, front and center, if you're around. I think it's uh, March the uh, the eighteenth. Are you available on March the eighteenth? I'd have to check my calendar. Probably not. But uh, okay, fine. I'm not. Big, I'm not a big enough celebrity to. Are you kidding me? Seat. What are you talking about? Uh, you're freaking bully boy. What do you mean? You're world renowned at this point. Uh, still, I'm just still some kid from Sellens. Eddie doesn't have you front row at the big uh, Anthony Joshua fights and whatnot. No, I've never been to a sporting event. What are you I talking about? To rugby. No, I've been to Old Trafford to watch United. I've been to Sellens. I'd say I don't go to big sporting events. This is going to change. We're going to change this. Um, by the way, <laughs> who, who, who's your football club? Manchester United. Mm, sorry about that. <laughs> How did you do? I look at that Nottingham Forest on your laptop. Legends, right? <laughs> what about Nottingham Forest? Two-time European champions. Uh, that's good. We're three. Yeah, that's true. Seventy-nine and eighty, though. What a time <laughs> it was! And we're back. We're in fifteenth now. I don't know if you heard the news. Is that so? We're in fifteenth place. We're out of the relegation zone. It's big for us. You're only about a point from being back in it, though. Aren't you? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good it's all good uh, but I need, I want to come to one of those uh, rugby matches that's that's the real thing that you love right that's your favourite yeah of course if you ever come down to Wally Pally I'm about 200 miles from there though but fly into Manchester and I'll take you to one of the games watch, watch St. Helens we'll get you the box and you can sit and watch it there and by the way why does everyone dress up at the Alley Pally like I see people dressed up as uh, Super Mario Brothers crazy costumes why do they do that oh they love it it's the show it's just getting out they get to let loose. I think one of the best ones I ever seen. I never ever look out into the crowd. I think it was two years ago. I looked out for the first time, and I just seen like four green heads bobbing along. And when they got out to the thing, it was the Jamaican bobsled uh, bob oh team carrying, carrying the sled through all the fans. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen while I've been playing. Oh, the characters <laughs> are amazing. I love everything about it. I just got a a, a dartboard for our house. It's the magnetic one for the kids because I didn't want them to, you know, poke each other's eyes out. But I got one in our studio here. Uh, if if I mean, this might be a tough question, if you can leave us on this, like, what's the number one thing you need to do if you're like to focus? You're you're actually aiming for the spots, right? You're not just letting you know caution fly. What do you? What do we? What, like what, what? From an expert here, from the number one in the world, from the greatest darts player of all time, from the man, the king, the reigning defending jack. What's the number one thing I need to focus on when I'm trying to get better? I actually watched your clip before. Oh, uh, you need to keep still for once. Okay. Because you, you kind of, no, no, you, you're kind of bending your, your your front foot. So oh. you keep leaning into it. So you want to stand still. Okay. And just keep, look look at the target where you're going and make sure your hand pushes all the way through. You just got to follow, bad, bad words to say, but you just got to follow through. Okay. You just got to push all the way through to the target. And but it's not going to happen in 10 minutes. You just got to keep working on it. But as long as you keep still and it's just your elbow and your you wrist moving, everything will be fine then, as long as you keep focused. You do stretches for your elbows, for your wrists, things like that? No, it's just my stretches is practicing. Right. So, um, you just let it I fly. think if you do like an hour to two hours practicing, your elbow will be killing. Right. But after about two or three months of doing it, 
you kind of get used to it and go longer and longer and longer. The one in MSG in June, that's the North American Championships? Yeah, the US Masters as well. You've got the just for American players, the winner gets a spot at the Ali Pala. I think Leonard Gates won it last year. And then you've got the US Masters. So you'll have the eight North American players, Canada or US, and then the eight boys from the PDC come into it then as well. And you play down over two or three days. Well, I will be there. I can't wait. What a pleasure it is to uh, get to know you, to meet you, Michael. Congratulations. Uh, so happy for you. It's so fun to watch this and to see the uh, the buzz surrounding it, see all the love that you're getting. I can't stop watching the clip. Uh, I wish you the best in Bahrain. I wish you the best throughout your career. I wish the best to your family. And uh, please do come in studio when you are uh, in New York in June. It would be an honor to have you here. 100% I'll be in. Thank you, mate. Okay, all the best to you. Take care. There he oh, is, the one and only. Yes, he sir. Is. There he is, the legend. Michael Smith, bully boy. I can't speak. I can't speak. What a freaking guy. I mean, I enjoyed that so much. What a humble young man, too, right? Exactly. What a legend. This is, I mean, I got to say, it's, it's, it's all right there for them. If you watch it, if you're a fan of pro wrestling, if you're a fan of MMA, it's, it's, you're watching a fight. They come down. They all have their own songs. Walk out. The glitz. The like. It's there. It's all there. I'm actually really, I'm really bullish on the fact that I think this could be a big deal in America. Now I understand not everything is the world championships, but if you are a fan, just take some time to watch it. They're doing a great job. And uh, shout out to the Hearn family. Apparently, some big uh, American broadcasters are now interested in light of our tweets. I mean, we have single-handedly, Frank, taken the, the game of darts to the next level. How I about that? I see that. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I don't mean to pat ourselves on the back here, but them's the facts. Anyway, I am uh, very excited about the, uh, the state of darts worldwide, and I'm excited about speaking to KSI. That's going to be in around 25 minutes' time. We need to check in with GC to get his futures picks for 2023. This is it, my friend. Sit back, relax. We're going to get the picks of one GC for who he thinks is going to be champion by the end of the year. Then KSI, then Marlon Vera. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. First, let us go to GC, the man of the hour. I mean, how great is that bully boy, huh? Unbelievable. I love this guy. I just want to hug him. Great story. He's he's inspired me to get my own dartboard. You already got the one for the studio. I thought you were going to say I inspired you. No. 
Bully Boy inspired me. Wayne Martle, right? Wayne Martle, yes, yes. He really inspired me. The call. I, I, I can't. I cannot tell you how many times I watched it. It's amazing. Like it's not hyperbole. I've watched it, and especially like when you understand times. what yes. they're actually once talking. I, <laughs> once I understood what was going on, it made the call ten times better. Your Rick, are you now a believer? Because you were a bit of a hater last week. Oh, he's I was a hater. You were like, I literally mm-hmm. said it was great. That clip of us talking about it has over a million views. Just that. Yeah, in which I said it was great. By the way, uh, let's not revise history here. No, not a believer. Not not no? interested. How about the fact you're not going to be at MSG? No. How about Sorry, hard pass? Oh my god, I'm going to be there. I'm going to dress up. How about the? I'm. You know what? I might be on stage. I might be the freaking promoter of the event wow. at this wow. point. Wow. It's wow. funny. I, I said in our group chat. I said Hawani <laughs> and Hearn, Matchroom Darts. Imagine Matchroom the already owns it. They already. They already own. By the it. way, um, like, if I tweet about the NFL, if I tweet about the NBA, everyone's like, "Ah, shut up." If I tweet yep. about darts, it's all love. It's all craziness. I, I still can't wrap my head around the <laughs> the engagement that you get on these posts. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. They won't let me near Huge the darts fans. anymore. Why? Not since the incident. What? With our darts board? Not our darts board. Just earlier wow. in my life. Frank. Is that true? <laughs> no. This is very dark. <laughs> this is dark. <laughs> you let me play with the darts earlier. I was really happy. I know. And I thought then, you were going to uh, match up uh, and then corporate Alex. Alex. And then he put his the hand twice. right in front of the board as I was about to throw. Just, I have trust in you. Yeah, he said, I didn't think you were going to actually throw it. I'm like, I mean, I'm halfway through to throwing a triple 20. But your, your question of... he puts his hand up. Do you actually aim had us all busted? Oh, yeah, yeah. question you, of the You should ask Alex that. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, the way you set that up. I just no, wanna, so do you aim it or do you just... I don't know what know, he's do doing. Um, this I, reminds me of our uh, of our one time we talked about esports, but this has the longer <laughs> tail because I feel like the barrier to entry is lower. You're now, you're now in. I'm all in. I'm not a uh, hater. You can play. You already have. By the way, who's talking about play. esports now? It's a fat. It's a nothing. Yeah, yeah, gone. Nothing. It's zero <laughs> yeah, money. Right it's like yeah, the no crypto of sports. For sure. By the way, yeah, no one's darts. Uh, darts in the Olympics is actually not I a bad idea. idea I mean, they have some not, very niche sports. Do we no. actually know that it's not in the Olympics? By I think the way? he would know. I think bully boy. Of course, it's not in the Olympics. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Why you say it like that? I feel like I I keep up with the Olympics pretty closely. It's not in the Olympics. I could bully boy would know. Yes, I love the fact that the way that he practices yes. is that he goes to his parents' <laughs> pubs and just locks himself in. I mean, it's, that's unbelievable. Doesn't have one at home. Oh, my God. By the way, do we have enough time to get through the futures? I feel how much, like... How much time do we have? 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to take that long. All right. Hit us. Uh, yeah, all right. Let's start with the heavyweight. I mean, I'm going to talk through this with you guys. Let's just get that a little bit in there, a little bit more. Oh, there yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, big night for big you, one. by the way. I'm big shocked one. that you're, like, big even one. here. I mean, business attire today, you know, we can't see it. Just No, I'm shocked that you're not at the event. You usually champions. go to these. Uh, tough ticket to get out to L.A. at this time. You know, I got to go to the semifinals, so that's good enough. All right, let's start with All the right. heavyweights. Um, John Jones, I'm riding him again. Is he going to come back? I don't know. Probably not. This is probably hindsight. This is going to be like, man, what a dumb bet again uh, place that. So there's a lot of question marks surrounding him. But if he does come back, I'm getting one of the best fighters to ever enter the octagon at plus 450. And there's a a good chance if he does come back, he might only fight the one time. Uh, Two that are definitely going to fight, it's just whether or not they're going to get the title shot. Sergey Pavlovich, I mean, he is just on fire right now. Five straight wins, all by first-round knockout. It feels like no one can even touch him right now. Level of competition is a little bit lower, though the Tuivasa one was incredibly impressive. And then Cyril Gaon. This number has moved closer 
you asked me about it before the break. It, it is one of the first ones that I took, but I mean, he's the number one ranked heavyweight in the world, only lost to the current champion. Uh, I think if he gets another shot, uh, he will be able to get the belt. So, and just so uh, people at home understand, any one of these winning means you win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have 17 of these in this year. I had 12 last year, 17. I only really need like two or three to hit, and we're talking about profiting. All right. Love it. Of those, I would say the one that has the best chance is gone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sergey gets a couple more knockouts. It's just the heavyweight division is so tough because you just don't know. You don't know like how often they're going to fight. You don't know what's going on there. I think it's, it's tricky. I think Gon has the the best value. Yeah, out of those, but I'd, I'd unless Jones fights, Jones. if Jones comes back, I mean, uh, all right, light heavyweight division. This is my cursed division. Glover to share <laughs> plus eight hundred. I mean, he's about to fight next month in a minus one ten minus one ten fight. I don't, I don't love it, but I put one down for every single division. I mean, uh, Jamal Hill is going at plus three hundred right now. Glover to share is plus eight hundred. They're in a minus one ten minus one ten fight, basically even odds. It's just if he wins in Brazil, can he defend and hold it till the end of twenty twenty three? Is this the only light heavyweight? Yeah, that's all I have for light heavyweight. Wow. There's a few that I only have one. Wow, interesting that you went with the older guy who may win, but also may win and retire. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what's tricky about these. I mean, if you're looking at the odds for these, I think Magomed is minus one fi- or plus 150. Uh, Yuri is plus 300 when you just, I mean, you have no idea what's going on in that situation. Jamal Hill plus 300. Jan plus 380. I, I I took a look at Alexander Rakic at plus twenty five hundred, but it's just there's just too many unknowns surrounding it. It feels so up in the air. I, I like this one. Plus, you can always hedge out later, like later in the year. Let's see where it's standing. I, I like yeah, he this. gets the belt and then he puts the gloves down. It's just like I don't, I don't think I can ever take light heavyweight again. Uh, moving on. So I will say this one: Hamza Shemaev middleweight. As I just move right forward to welterweight, because I also have Hamza Shemaev there. I refuse to believe we live in a world where Hamza Shmaev doesn't fight for a title in 2023. Man, these are some tough ones. And then wins. Wow, you went with Bilal? Plus 1,600. I felt that was kind of disrespectful. Nine. Wait, didn't you have that tweet about like going to the thing anytime there's a Bilal fight? What was oh, that again? I run to the window. I mean, yeah. I have faded this guy for like 23 <laughs> yes. fights. Plus, plus 1,600. It felt a little disrespectful. No, that, that's good value. It I felt like that. a little disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. After that, all right, fine. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. What's, what's wild about this one to me is, think about Usman. You think about Leon. None of them. I love that. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, you're, it's it's really just about the numbers. Usman's plus one fifty. Yeah, Leon is plus two forty. It, it's like if we get beyond that and we get another welterweight title, I have to think it's going to be one of these three guys fighting. Yeah, I think it's important to say you're looking to make money. You're not necessarily looking for prediction who's going to be the champion you're looking for the value you're looking to make some money here. plus it's great i should have led with this i went one and 11 last year uh i really know nothing these are more just for fun <laughs> like they're incredibly fun to follow you, t- uh, you tweeted that but i still disagree i, I actually mean, feel by the way i feel like you're um, yes you're way more knowledgeable this year than you were last year so i yeah. would put even more oh. stock in these picks that's yeah. not what i was gonna say oh, well, I, I was gonna say i feel like you had two winners there that that got yeah, snatched from that's you true. 
by no doing of your own with Yuri and, and Magomed. All right, let's let's keep it rolling. This one, these are just the tiniest of tiny sprinkles because I believe that Islam Makashev will be the champion at the end of 2022, but he's minus 200. I, I can't lay minus 200 on a, on a year-long bet. I was actually going to ask about that. You can put a future on someone who's currently the champion, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, 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 correct. Uh, though I did see that DraftKings has switched it up to where you can now parlay Maybe like an Islam Volk, Islam Volk Zhang, something like that. If if you're going to Volk at forty five, yeah, Volk at forty five. Because I feel like Islam will beat Volk, then Volk will go back defend featherweight, right? Keep that. I do have a couple sprinkles in featherweight though as well. Our boy Arnold Allen plus twelve hundred, Ilya Taporia plus four. Wait, you skipped the lightweights. You didn't even go over them. Oh. Yeah, because there's really not much to say. I, I mean, think what if someone's listening champ. to the pod here? They have no idea Sorry. what you're saying. Armin Saruki and Rafael Faziv. I mean, maybe you get the rematch with Armin and, and Islam. I mean, he, he held his own in the in the first match against Islam. And then Faziv, you know, we're discussing Gaethje at this point. Like, you're getting into the top five matchups. He could get a shot. Uh, do I think he wins? I, I think Islam Makhachev will, will likely be the champion. This is why these are incredibly small bets. I but they could him. get a shot. At, yeah. at the numbers, they could get a shot. Right. Uh, featherweight, Arnold Allen, Ilya Taporia. Similar here as as the lightweight, I, I kind of think this is going to be Volk. I think he'll likely lose the lightweight title and then defend the featherweight belt twice. Uh, but I think for the second featherweight title fight, so he'll take the winner of Emmett Rodriguez, I think he'll beat them and then get another one before the year's out, and I think it'll be against one of these two guys right here. That's the big thing. How long is he going to be out if he wins? Oh, if Volk wins? Yeah. Then there's just... And also... There's just no telling what happens there, and it feels like he's going to have to fight at 155. Yeah. I feel like if Volk wins, these are even more live. Well, okay, so then my my follow-up was, interim count or no? Interim does not count. Swag. Yeah. I wonder if there's a chance that it that it gets vacated if he wins one fifty five. Yeah, but no. if yeah, if if he wins, then there's already an interim champion. They might just instill them as the as the champion. All right, next one up, bantamweight, which makes me kind of nervous after talking to some uh, you know pe- some knowledgeable people. Oh. I took the current champion at plus two fifty at bantamweight. Uh, the path that I saw when I placed the bet was he beats Cejudo, then he gets a matchup with Sean O'Malley, which you know. I feel like works in his favor, work the grappling, you know, uh, get a win there. He'd be a heavy favorite in that one. And then he's done for the year. You know, now I'm talking to some other people. We're talking about moving up to 45. He vacates the belt. He doesn't beat Cejudo in the first place. A little bit worried on this one, but I just saw the number, which is still available. Uh, and I felt like it was it was a good line for a current champion. Is there anybody with steeper odds? Is there anybody who's minus money in this division? Nah. No, no, no. Wow, no. so the champ is plus 250. That's wild. He's still available right now. Um, yeah, I mean, you could get, like, a Marlon Vera, I feel like, plus 900. Mm. Might be something to look at in terms of value. What's O'Malley? O'Malley is plus 450. Cejudo is plus 200. Wow. Wow, so Marlon Cejudo, Vera? Cejudo's yeah. ahead of Sterling. Yeah. Wow. Well, and, yeah. and Marlon Vera's a bigger dog than O'Malley? Marlon Vera, yes, is a much bigger dog than O'Malley. Plus 900, plus 450. That's a little surprising. It, it makes sense from the just pr- the perspective that you have to assume that O'Malley's going to get a title shot. Right, right away. Like, it's it's almost assured that he will get a title yes, shot at some that point. that is true. And that's Cheeto has to earn it. That's the key with all these. You just have to get him to get a shot. Yeah. Like, there were, there were many that I took last year that 
never even got a shot were just donations. Like, when you get the shot, it, it makes things much more exciting. Uh, moving to flyweight, speaking of getting shots, Brandon Moreno, I took him at plus 350, uh, and I took Alexandre Pantoja because I think he's going to get the winner of Moreno Figueredo. Uh, I mean, he needs the trilogy if you're counting tough with Moreno. Um, I took him at plus 400. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that uh, the Moreno one is an obvious... That, I mean, that's the best one, right? Plus, that's plus three fifty. Is that what it says? Yeah, yeah. He's got to keep the belt. Minus one ten, minus one ten fight. I tweeted all these out, uh, so you guys can can know where yeah. to find them. I tweeted them a few days ago, um, with the with the slips and everything. Mateus no Nicolau. Huh? It's tough with him losing the Alex Perez fight. I think Pantoja is next in line. He's already got a win over KKF. It's only plus twelve hundred. Mateus Nicolau plus twelve hundred isn't a terrible shout. Mm. Fifth in the division. Riding a big win streak. Yeah. Might not be terrible. What it, is uh, Manel Cop at? Manel Cop is certainly sitting at plus 5,000. Really? That's mm. the one? Manel Cap? Mohamed Mahayev at plus 3,500. It's just like, is there enough time? Is yeah. there enough time to they get the to shot? Get there. Yeah. All right. This is my worst odds one. You know, flame me for it if you want, but I got it at plus money. Valentina Shevchenko. Undefeated at flyweight in her entire career. Wow. Plus 125. Keep on winning. That's that's all I needed to do. Okay. Uh, and then last but not least, it's our man, Michael Bullard-Smith. <laughs> Plus 300, PDC World Championship. Now, I haven't bet this because like, I feel like it's just going to be sitting there come December. Like That's when the it's for next year's. But I will absolutely have some action down that on the PDC World Championship. That is amazing. You can bet on that? Can I yeah, ask it's already up on DraftKings. DraftKings, everyone hit me up after uh, last week. You were like, "Do they have?" I was like, "Man, I don't think, I don't think DraftKings has it." Oh, they got darts. They got darts out the wazoo on this place. I know nothing about this. Is there like a a season? Like, does he have to finish in a standings, or is this just he makes it to the championship and wins it? I don't know how that. I works. think it's he makes it to the championship and wins it. Yeah, got it. Yeah, okay. Great looking trophy. Great, great looking, looking trophy. trophy. Everything about it is great. By the way. So, I didn't bring this up in the interview, but it, the resemblance to Kevin Owens, the wrestler. I know. I do the side-by-side, side, you know, putting all this effort. Yeah. You have it or what? Yeah, we have it. Yeah. Can I show it? I mean, yeah, it's yeah, just course, it's uncanny. Course, yeah, yeah. There it is. I tried to get the same angle here. Golly. That all is right, unbelievable. So it's a picture of the same guy. It's, nice. <laughs> right. it's, the, it's the office meme. What are the differences between these two It's photos? unbelievable. The hair, too. The beard. Everything about it. The fa- I mean. Similar weights and everything. Yeah. The one on the left looks it was a, a good call, serious. man. It would have been great if we could have if we you know passed it on to him. Yeah, well, I could tweet it to him or text him. We've been texting uh, a lot. My, I think my Dustin Poirier hot sauce just fell. Um, by the way, no straw weight, no bantamweight, women's bantamweight. No. Oh women. yeah, I took Rose. I forgot to make a uh, why make a graphic. For, I, I just forgot to make a graphic. I feel like that's a big one. Yeah, uh, the line has also moved. I took these on on December twentieth. People really hate when I do that. Yeah. Why do they hate it? Because they can't take it at that point, and I understand what they're saying. But like the futures got dropped, and then we had our long break. Ah. Uh, yeah. I also like. I mean, women's bantamweight's probably got no value. Oh yeah, no bantamweight. There, there was no bant. Yeah, no bantamweight. Like it's Amanda like, Nunez is Amanda... like minus two fifty. You want an Irene Aldana one? You want Irene Aldana plus a thousand? I mean, it's not maybe Valentina. What's Valentina? It, yeah, I thought, oh, I thought yeah. that plus, would be a fun one. Yeah, plus seven hundred. Didn't you Try do Valentina on? last year? I did, I did, I did. But terrible. is it going to happen? That one's I don't, but that's not terrible. 
And what about women's featherweight? Is that even available? No, it's not available. <laughs> it's not um, even available. <laughs> no. I mean, it would just Why would it be? It'd be Amanda Nunez, minus 20,000. You know what? They could they could fold up that division, though, and then you lose that one. You, you put the money in, and then they just disappear it. That would that'd be awful. Um, Penny Kianzad, plus 5,000 in the bantamweight division. Hmm. I would go with Valentina if anybody. By the way, could you do futures for Bellator, PFL, or just no, UFC? No, no. Just why UFC. Not? I wonder why not. I was actually surprised that they had well, UFC the first time around. For PFL, I don't think it would be possible because like, you don't even know who's going to be in the championship. That's like sure. too, too tough of a what of about What about Bellator? No, nah, no Bellator. All right. But I'm just saying, you could, yeah. right? You, you yeah, could you theoretically, could theoretically yeah. if a if a book. Or like, if it. they did, like uh, they're going to announce a Grand Prix soon. I hear. I just yeah. don't think there'd be a ton of interest in it. Yeah, it, I it, know having it, to sit around. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's fun to track all this UFC stuff, the drama, the matchmaking, oh, oh, all for, that. Of course, of course. Uh, I feel like it. It's not as fun of an idea for for one of those promotions. I think it would help them though, because it would. If you could take futures on like the PFL season, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once I they announce. Like that. Yeah, you could like cheer on yeah. your. Can you your bet fighter. on PFL? Yeah. Wait, what? On didn't, PFL? Didn't they take it off for a minute there? Oh no. No, nah, yeah, there was the weird stuff with the uh, with the pre-tape show and everything. Was that Kraus? Are they blaming Kraus for that too? Nah, I don't think no? it was Kraus. I think it was just. No, yeah, I was. I was. That event. wasn't a shot, by the way. That was legit because I saw someone say that, like on the on the um, no, the Discord. Jeez. No, no one said that. All right. Um, so those are the picks. Those are the picks. Find the full thread if you missed anything. I tweeted it out. Uh, can you bet there. on, just curious, like when you said they had a lot on the darts, could you bet on like this weekend's? Or is yeah, it just I think a big so. One? Wow. No, I think so. There was, I looked and there was like lines for this past weekend. There was some other like smaller circuit that was going on that they had lines for. That is amazing. What about uh, KSI? Can you bet on that? Uh, yeah, you'll be able to. Really? I, yeah, just, I, I would think so, right? You can bet on those cards? I'm sure you can bet on those Yeah, there yes. has to be someone that's offering them. But not DraftKings. KSI minus 12.50 against phase I, 10. I wouldn't be surprised if DraftKings has it closer. Yeah, as you get much closer to the fight, I bet I bet they'll release it. Is this pro? Unfortunately, is this pro? they didn't have the actual odds on Dylan, Dylan Dennis pulling yeah, out. I know, that would have been the one. On I was the one that set the line for that. Yeah, I, know. I know. I know you were not. You set it too high. Out. You, you would have cleaned up. He hasn't said anything, right? Just the fake news, and yeah. he put a poll like, "Am I the most hated man?" And which almost made me feel sad. Like I felt like he Look, was. There's like, a depressing yes. part to this. I gotta <laughs> well, admit. Yeah, there is. I should. I, I am stopping. I'm done. I said you I'm should, done. You should probably. We'll let this one. Should, I should go. I should move on. Should That's we, enough. Should we cancel the next interview? It's the you know the the he's already dead. You know from the Simpsons. He's is it's no more. So you're saying I should cancel KSI. Wait, what? You're saying oh, we, cancel him from the yeah. show? No, no. That's KSI. I'm saying the the, the Helwani X Danis is. I think we've 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 reached it. We're good. That's all Spencer's fault, anyway. It's not my <laughs> fault. <laughs> but no, I mean, if look, KSI had a fight booked with the guy, and he pulled out. He's 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 got. He deserves a little bit of uh, of opportunity to talk about it, if he even wants to. Who knows? Maybe he'll say, "I'm not talking about that guy." I Wait, who are you talking about right now? Are you, KSI, KSI oh, about Dylan Dennis. I, I thought like... you were. I thought you were going to say invite Dylan on the show to explain his side. Oh boy, no. no? Listen, you're dr- I mean it's not a bad no. idea. You're drawing the line. I actually am considering it. Why no, not? not? I if know he you're wants not. to. I I think that's the more interesting interview. Okay. 
Dylan, what are we thinking? Wednesday? Balls in your court, Dylan. <laughs> I never thought. See, in I studio? never. Th- I never thought that he was going to fight. Now that the fight isn't happening, now I actually think it's more interesting because I want to know, like, okay, well, why aren't you fighting? Okay. Right. I I support this idea. I'm just saying. If it's in good faith, should we get he, him on the if envoy? He brings, if he brings something to the table, <laughs> I support this idea. Yeah, that is a big question. Who knows? If it's just going to be like a gimmick, then it's like right, yeah, we've we're definitely done this. DC said no more. Well, yeah, DC. DC. <laughs> DC's comments are pretty funny. I like how DC's the one saying, "Okay, no more." He's decided. Yeah, he's the DC decider. Decided. Of, he's the commissioner of the, of the news uh, cycle. He has decided he's done. Which, like by the way, there's no chance he watched more than five minutes of that interview. Even though he claims, like, he probably would just be high. I would set the line much lower. He probably watched a couple of Instagram clips. Yeah, he saw yeah. Spencer's oh, sure. clips. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's, that's it. it. He didn't watch the actual. He's like, we're good. Yeah. I've had enough. And he's right. Well, still to come, Marlon Vera, the aforementioned. Should I tell him that he's a bigger underdog than uh, Sean O'Malley? Yeah, I think he'd appreciate it. Yeah. What's, by the way, what is the line in the Sanhagen fight? He is an underdog in that fight as well. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, currently, Corey Sanhagen minus 155, Marlon Vera plus 135. Golly. All yeah. right. Well, uh, great stuff. Good luck. Uh, have Thank a little you. more to talk to you guys about in the next hour. Marlon Vera still to come. But for now, very excited to talk to our next guest. Never had the opportunity to talk to him, have talked about him, especially very recently to uh, one Dylan Dennis, who is here in late December. He is returning to action this Saturday at the OVO Wembley Arena, live on DAZN pay-per-view. He will not be competing in a boxing match against Dylan Dennis. He will be competing against Faze Temper. He is the undefeated, let's see, boxing promoter, boxer, recording artist, uh, YouTuber, uh, sometimes actor, entrepreneur, um, drink entrepreneur as well. There's a lot of things that this guy is doing. He's kind enough to give us some time. He is the one and only JJ, a.k.a. KSI. There he is. Hello, KSI. Yo, what's up, man? All right, first of all, I'm not a good actor. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm terrible. Bro. You were in a film, you right? Watch? You were in a film. No, it was bad. I No, no. Okay. <laughs> it was terrible. Well, uh, yo, great to be here, man. Thank you for having me. From from the uh, familiar spot right here. This is big. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, well, obviously, last time I saw you with uh, Dennis going ham. And then obviously after going in on him and uh, going in on me and, you know, Misfits and everyone. And it's true, yeah. We probably had a bit too much faith in him actually trying to show up and he didn't even show up in the end, so... Yeah, that was that was bad on us, but it's what it is. I'm still back, you know, fighting this Saturday. And uh yeah, I'm ready. You know, fight camp's done. <laughs> I'm prepared. And uh yeah, I'm excited to get back in the ring and just again show everyone that, you know, I'm serious about uh this boxing thing. Okay, okay. So we went a few steps too he- uh, ahead there. Yeah, Let's sorry, see. I kinda went you crazy. You just went, you went crazy on me. Uh first of all, you know, who would have thought I get the ten seven over Dennis, you don't even get to punch him in the face. It's a crazy world that we live in. <laughs> Um, but let me ask you this. Let's start with that. Uh, going back to Austin, uh, you guys mm. agree to the fight. He says to us in the interview that he was supposed to fight Logan Paul. Logan gets injured. And I guess there was, according to him, some talks of you maybe fighting someone else. And I want to ask you mm. about that person. Is that all true? Did it all go down like that or was that made up? 
No, no, that is all true. So I was going to be fine with Woodley and Tyron Woodley. Uh, Dennis, yeah. And I was, and then, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Logan Paul was going to be fighting Dylan Dennis. And then, uh, yeah. And then Logan got injured. Uh, the budget got shorter from <laughs> <laughs> the zone. Uh, and then we were kind of like, oh, okay. And then Tyron Woodley was just having a little back and forth with the rehydration clause and, you know, the weight. So we were just like, well, we've got Dennis here who's, who's free and he's hungry and he's, he's been telling us he wants to fight. He's been going in, uh, telling my manager, Mams, yo, I want to fight, I want to fight, I want to fight. So I was like, all right, bless, let's go. Dylan, Dennis, he wants it. You know, he's hungry for it and he's going to be entertaining. You know, I know what, between Dennis and Tyron Woodley, I'm going to get more entertainment from Dennis because he's just wild and he's just weird, stupid. But he's, you know, he gravitates eyes towards him. And it's just going to make it a bigger spectacle. Also get the MMA community into the whole, uh, into whole, into watching it. And it was just kind of like a smart play. And I knew I'd just knock him out anyway. But, you know, it, I think it would have been just a great showcase of me to be like, okay, this is what I can do. And then, uh, and then, yeah, he's just, there's a lot of just, well, I mean, there's, Obviously, we all know what the story is. Well, so I'm he, curious. Uh, was there any part of you that thought he might not show up? Like initially? Was no, there, no, no, no. You thought for I sure. I actually thought he was going to show up. 100%, 100%. Really? 100%. Uh, and yeah, then yeah, throughout yeah. the process, like even when you saw him sitting here, were you starting to have any yeah. doubts? Well, I, with him being there kind of made me go, oh, okay. He's actually serious. Like he's going on your show. He wants to actually fight. He's He looks like he's somewhat prepared. You know, maybe he was rambling on here and there but he looked like he was serious so i was like all right cool and you know from what my manager's been telling me what people have been telling me they're like all right he's he's actually down so i was like cool let's do it like i did hear whispers especially on twitter and like maybe a few comments here and there being like oh he's not gonna show up he's not gonna show up he's not gonna fight he's gonna fight but i was just like nah man especially with the amount of money he was gonna be getting I was like, there's no way he's going to just pull out, especially with everything he said, saying I'm not a real fighter, saying that, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot, uh, I'm stupid, this is that, that, I, I can't box, blah, 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 he's going to knock me out, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, there's no way he can come through this much smoke and then pull out. And then he did. <laughs> <laughs> it is a crazy thing. It is an absolute crazy thing. Is there any part of you that goes back to the press conference and says we should have known then? Like, he didn't show up to the press conference. Maybe that was a sign. Well, I mean, that could have been smart on on his part because for him to travel all the way to the UK to do a press conference and then fly back to wherever he's from to then train again, it's it's kind of, doesn't really make too much sense. And, you know, maybe if he had then maybe used that as a holiday, not holiday, as a way to train in the UK instead, then maybe that would have made more sense for him. Like, I don't know. Like, I was just thinking it was mind games. I honestly thought he was playing mind games. Like, this is me being generally serious. Like, I thought this is all mind games. He tweeted being like, the king does what he wants, basically, copying Conor McGregor. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. It is what it is. Super disrespectful, but I get it. This is just how he is. And then, uh, yeah, when he went and Charles Sonnen and said, that he might pull out because of the rehydration clause. I was like, hey, yo, what? I would then instantly message man's like, what's going on? Like, I didn't expect this. Why is he 
Why is he trying all of this? Then I was talking to man, so I was like, screw the re- rehydration clause. I want to fight. Let's go. Like, I, you know, so I feel like some people feel like I'm afraid or I'm scared or I'm really like, I'm really picky with who I, you know, fight. But with me, I'm just like, I'm down for whatever. Like, I came in to fight Logan Paul. Logan Paul, like, <laughs> was a unit. I came up in weight to fight him. It's not like, you know, even with the ring size and all of that, I didn't know anything about all of that. I'm only starting to know now, like, how everything was, like, not in my favor with that fight. From just, yeah, just just the little things. And when the second one, right? So, uh, the second one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was, yeah. So I was just like, all right, cool. So now I know, like, I've got a good team, a proper team. And uh, not to say anything bad about my old team, but when it comes to the 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 logistics in boxing, yeah, they, I guess, didn't know too much. And they were just like, okay, cool. Well, you're just fighting and that's it. Whereas there's a lot more to boxing than just getting in the ring and that's it. So. And so um, looking back, do you regret not going with Woodley? Yeah, 100%. Hundred Why is Woodley so yeah, upset? No, I, he's in the comments. He's he's very upset. He's he's calling you all kinds yeah, of names. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 it's. I mean, because he was in the standing, and then we just went for Dennis because we thought it'd be more entertaining. That's just it. Because for me, it's like, well, I I don't know. I just didn't think like even with people getting more excited about me fighting temper because it's more of a challenge shocks me because I'm thinking, I'm always thinking, maybe it's my brain or how I think, but I'm always trying to think in the most entertaining fight because, you know, entertainment equals, you know, obviously pay-per-views and pay-per-views is more eyes, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't think people would want to see, like compared to me versus Dylan versus me versus Woodley, I thought more people would want to see me versus Dylan. So that's, uh, you know, that's my bad. And, you know, I messed up. And that's that's honestly none of, like, my team or anything. That's truly me. I just messed up. Is the Woodley fight still on the table for the future? I think it should be. I think it should be. I mean, Woodley, I've got, I mean, I don't, I don't know about Tommy Fury. I, and I'd, I'd love to fight Tommy Fury, but he's just so, it's, I don't know if I want to touch that. It's just so up in the air whether he's going to fight or not. Uh, he's got something, yeah. You know, he's got a kid coming with right. Molly May. So I don't know. He, he's just not in the right mindset. And then, you know, I've got other people. So people saying they want me to fight Slim, fight Slim, fight Gib. You know, they just want me to be tested because I guess with all the opponents that I fight, I just beat them or I win. And they want me to fight someone that people go, oh, there's no way you can win. And then eventually I fight Jake. And it's the the ultimate fight. And then at that point, it's like, who is the goat <laughs> in this YouTube scene? And and we'll get to Jake in a moment. But um, yeah, yeah. When you found out that Dylan was out, what was the reason that you were given? Like officially, what what do you believe is the reason why he is not fighting you? I think he was scared. I think he was scared. I think he probably saw videos of how I was training and how prepared I was and how serious I was taking this. And you know, since the uh, what you call it? The first Logan fight, I have told myself I will always take every boxing fight seriously. I will fight as if I'm fighting Mike Tyson or I'm fighting the best of the best. Because after I beat Joella all these years ago, 
I got super complacent and I was like, oh, I'm sick. I'm awesome. I don't even need to train. Like, I, you know, I trained super hard. I got to this level and I was able to beat Joe Weller. That's nice. All right, cool. Let me fight Logan Paul, who, you know, hasn't done any boxing. This, yeah, I don't really need to train as hard. This should be walking apart. Go in the ring and he's massive. Jab is just beating me, slapping me up. And I'm there like, raw. I'm not as sick as I actually thought I was. And then I had to dig deep, get the dog in me and to, you know, scrape a draw. And then with the second fight, I put my all into it to make sure I, you know, got a win. So, and with that, I'm there like, all right, cool. I've got to make sure every fight I do, I'm training like it's the, the fight of my life. And like, even with me fighting Alex Wasabi, I was going to destroy him. I was going to absolutely annihilate him. I was so ready and prepared. And then, you know, obviously he pulled out. And that's why I had to fight Swarms and Pineda just to do two fights in one night, just to make it exciting, to get people to want to watch, to make it do something that people haven't seen before. So then I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm, I'm going in like a madman, you know, just trying to get rid of these two people, show everyone that, you know, I'm about it. And then I was like, all right, cool. I want to be tested. I want to be tested. So I, I was like, all right, cool. We've got Ty Woodley. Cool, Ty Woodley. Let's put him into the into the pot. We had other other names as well, but then we will face Woodley, and then it'll be Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis, and then like this card would be nuts. And then obviously Logan got injured, and then the budget went low, and then problems with the uh, contract, blah blah blah. So we were just like, oh, this is just getting long. And I said I want to fight, you know, three times next year. And I, you know, I was like, I need to fight on Mrs. Four. So I was like, screw it. Let's just fight Dylan. Mm. And then, yeah. Uh, is uh, Dylan still on the table? Like, will you revisit Dylan? Or no, 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 no. It's done. It's done. Done. You're moving Fuck on. Fuck him. Fuck Dylan. I hope everyone forgets about him and he disappears into into irrelevancy. Uh, even uh, to have him on another Misfits? No, no, no. Okay. No, I've literally told Mams, I don't want him anywhere near it. I don't care, like, I, like with me, I don't care about money. Like, I've got money. It's not for me. It's, I don't do this for money. Like, if you disrespect me like that and you piss me, I'm just, I just can't you out. I don't care. Hmm. Uh, maybe Anthony yeah. Taylor rematch in the car park or something like that. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, they can do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my times I rewatched that just to get <laughs> some enjoyment from him getting hit. Like, yeah, man, it's. Oh, bro, I'm such an idiot. I, I, I'm so, yeah, it's, it's what it is. Like, yeah, it is. Why did you pick Phase uh, Temper as, as the replacement? Why, why are you he's South Boy. It's just he's South Boy. Bro, I've literally trained how many, oh my God, like months to fight a South Pole. And then people are there like, oh, why didn't you fight Slim? Why didn't you fight this guy? This guy. I'm like, these guys are all orthodox. Why would I, again, you know, have a pullout? And then have to f- switch up the style of my opponent um, just to please everyone, if that makes sense. I know it was just it was just annoying because I just know then if I fight Slim and people, it's it, it's like a win, but it's like a scrappy win. People are going to be like, oh, actually, KSI isn't all that. It's like, okay, why not get to see me train for a, a particular style? And then when it comes to me fighting someone with that style, you see what I can truly do. So with Alice Wasabi, we knew how he fights straight lines. So I was able to, I knew I had to like fight in angles and just constantly move 
and make sure I hit him with a left hook just to, so I'm not in line for his, you know, his attacks when he comes straight forward uh, or just w- when he attacks in lines. I was always there like, all right, I have to constantly find the angles, blah, blah, blah. And then, then I had to fight Swans, who I've ne- never seen fight. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going in into the deep end, just seeing what happens. And then Pineda, another tall guy that I never seen. Oh, I've seen a few things of how he fought, but it's again like it's just not what I trained for. I trained for a particular person, and it switched. So it was just frustrating that you know. I mean, it's still a frustrating because Temper is six foot four. <laughs> He's super tall. It's like I'm fighting Logan again, but southpaw. So it's it's just a lot for me to have to deal with and think and um, work on. But you know, yeah. It, for me, it just made sense to fight another southpaw. It's my desperate is what my trainer said as well. Makes sense to fight. You know, we've been training with southpaw, so we might as well like fight a southpaw as well. And temper just made sense. Like I've done hundreds of rounds with southpaws, hundreds of rounds. So like, I, well, I, I'm sure I'm, I think it's 111, 111 rounds with, with southpaws. And then for me to then. Last minute, just go, all right, let me just find Orthodox. It just, I, uh, nah. <laughs> I get it. I wanted, yeah, so. I wanted to ask you uh, something that I've asked Jake in the past. Um, yeah. Usually people with your experience in boxing don't have a lot of money, don't, you know, have a lot of possessions. They're doing this because they're trying to, you know, make it in prize fighting, right? Get rich, get famous. Yeah. You are yeah. already that. So why are you doing this? You, like you said, you don't yeah. need this. So what, what is your motivation? Yeah. What is the reason for this? I, because I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Like, it's just, it's, it gives me purpose. <laughs> as, yeah, like, I, as weird as that is to say, like, when you have all the money and the fame and all these other things, you kind of just, you kind of want something that's, I don't know, like that you just, how can I, how can I word this? I kind of just, I needed more. I needed more. And like last year, especially, no, not last year, 2020, 2020 or 2021, there was a period or part of my life where I just felt so empty. I had everything I wanted, but I felt empty. And I just, I felt like I needed to do something just to, just to make me feel like just to make me feel proper just to make me feel like like i i'm i'm able to put work into something and then be able to achieve it and put you know i don't know just the risk the ability the idea of having so much risk in one fight you know if i lose that's it and then i put all this pressure on and then for me to then turn it into diamonds and for me to be victorious i don't know i just love that and rather than me just just doing some music. I could easily just do music, have an easy life, you know. I could easily just do Prime and just, you know, have an easy life. I could easily just do YouTube and have an easy life. But I don't know. I like the challenge of boxing. I like the challenge of pushing myself to the limit, pushing my body to the limit constantly, just seeing how far I can go. And I don't know. It just gives me purpose. It just gives me, yeah, purpose in my life. And I just thought that's kind of just why I do it. Like, with my last fight, I I didn't even care about how much money I was getting. I didn't. I, I don't think I got any money for it. I gave it all to my trainers. But it's just because I just enjoy it. It's just like I just enjoy. I don't know. It's. it's I just enjoy it. 
you walked away with zero dollars nothing zero pounds well yeah well yeah but like it's because i just for me it's not about the money like i don't know I've, i i feel like i i've been doing this whole youtube thing for 10 plus years man and you know i've had the highs and the lows and this and that but for me I, it's like there's a part of me now where i'm like oh i want to just do more than just you know, make a load of money. I want to, you know, help people uh, through different ways. Or I want to, you know, push myself through different ways. I want to just do more than just the thing that everyone always wants, which is fame and money. So, yeah. Well, it feels I don't like... Know, I, 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 no, I, I understand not, where you're coming from. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the big one, obviously, to me, feels like it would be you versus Jake. Just to be clear... Yes. Your business partners with Logan, his brother, Prime, and I want to ask you yeah. about that in a moment. You yes. and Jake, <laughs> legit, don't like each other. Yes. <laughs> Why? There was a there was where was it? I think it was Boa Boa Steakhouse in L.A. There was a time when me and Jake were in the same uh, were in the same restaurant, and bro, like everyone was just confused at how cold it was, like. We were, we were both somewhat next to each other. I was I was actually meeting up with um, Logan. I think we were doing something to do with Prime, and uh, yeah, you you can tell it's it's awkward for Logan. It's an awkward situation, but it's it is what it is. Like <laughs> that, it's. But what's it's, the root of the issue the here? Like, why part. don't you like each other? I think it it's kind of I've <laughs> we've I don't know we've kind of just hate each other for so many years. I think there's several reasons, but. Because I I don't really dwell on it until it's time. Uh, I don't really know, but like I think it's ego. I think it's one of ones where, you know, he thinks he's better than me. I think he's, uh, you know, I think he's trash. He's uh, yeah, and I believe. I know everyone else doesn't believe, and a lot of people believe that he's going to destroy me. But I know what I am, and I know what I've done training wise. And I know I would smoke Jake, but I kind of need to show everyone what I know. And through me finding people like Woodley and Temper and um, maybe Joe Fournier or Tommy, uh, Tommy, et cetera, uh, Tommy Fury, all these, all these people in, in, in the atmosphere, you know, people then will start to believe that I'm actually about it. You know what I mean? So. It's, uh, and then, yeah, I don't know. We just, we just don't see eye to eye, eye to eye. I just think he's a dickhead. I just don't think he's a good person. And, you know, I know he's got friends. I know he's got a lot of people that like him, but I, I'm, there's a lot of people that hate him. And I, you know, I'm one of them. I just don't like him. I just don't like everything about him. And I feel like he also tries to shit on everything that I have done or I've, worked hard for and you know when i look at him and i go compared to what you've done to me like you are not on my level but i'm still going to show you someone who is devouring all their time into boxing i can still come from you know my all my music tours all my youtube videos all my sideman videos or whatever the prime etc i can come into your realm and still knock you out. So, what are the chances it happens this year? Chances that happens this year. Well, we're working on it. 
looking we're looking like November December but I just know it's it's going to be a long back and forth just with negotiations just who's the A side you know size of the ring or um what's the weight or how what's the purse or you know you know is it going to be on the zone or is it going to be on um um showtime he's on showtime yeah etc like there's just a lot of back and forth when it comes to these things so it's one of the ones where it's happening like slowly <laughs> but i'm just focusing on you know knocking out uh my knocking out temper and then knocking out my next opponent and then eventually get into jake and there's no part of you that's like man you know anderson silva not bad knocking no out. No? no come no on. come on no what? no Eric, don't try this what? don't what? do this i know you think he would smoke me i know okay right now he won't, bro bro what's the weight the thing the, what do you mean what's the weight but i'm so i weigh yeah right now i'm uh one 177 okay what would the weight be so I want it to be lighter. Oh, okay. So but, you want him to come down? He, yeah, I'd want him to come down, yes. Yeah. But I know he won't want to come down. Well, I mean... He I want can, to be... I can understand that. Well, why he not do it at 77 be, or something like that? Uh, at, wait, what do you mean? Why not do it at 177 or 180 or something? You feel like that's because an advantage he, for him? Well, I, that, I think that's an advantage to me because that's, I'd, I'd happily fight it that way. That's beautiful. But he's not going to want to do that. You want him to be higher. You think he wants to be higher. He wants to be heavier. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's, now, yeah, An yeah, Anderson yeah. Silva. Anderson Silva. What? Why? Because because he's forty seven. What? Why? Why do you have that reaction? I was sitting there. I saw it. It was impressive. No, it wasn't. You don't think yeah, it was. It was you don't think it was this nonsense that it was rigged. Please don't tell me that. I have a lot no, of respect. No. 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 Okay. No, okay. No, okay. No, okay. Thank that's, you. That's not. It's not rigged. But I just don't rate. Jake Paul, when it comes to boxing, really, I, I, like compared to me, compared to me. Compared okay, to fair, me. but he beat Woodley twice. You know that he knocked him out. Well, I mean, Woodley, Woodley what? is a. You want to fight Woodley? Woodley, Woodley could have beaten Jake, but for some reason, just likes to just stare a lot. There's for me, it's the work rate. The work rate is so poor when it comes to. Woodley. Would you say he has beaten better guys right now than you have beaten? Is that a fair statement? Uh, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. So how do you dismiss? Because I just know what I can do. Fair. I know what I can do. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigger that's, fight. That's, Bigger that's, fight. KSI, Jake Paul, Jake Paul, and Nathan Diaz. Uh, probably me and Jake Paul. Yeah. You think so? I, I honestly think because it's just been years of us going back and forth that people have just been so hungry for this fight, literally starving for it. And when it happens, it's like, oh my God, finally. And I already know like everyone and their mom is going to be hit me, hit me up about tickets, left, right, and center. And uh, yeah, they can be like, finally. Oh, it'd be great. Yeah, I think I, it would be fantastic. Um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a huge fight, but people are going to be very shocked at how I just flatline them. What about his deal with and, PFL? What do you make of it? I think that's well. I don't really know. I think I think maybe he's. If I'm truly being honest, I don't know. I feel like he feels he needs to have a stake in something because he's seen what I'm doing with like Prime, and he's seen what you know Misfits and Simon, etc. He sees that I've got so many um, 
something I've got so many um I've got so many baskets mm. and he's just there like oh I just box and that's it so I don't know I feel like he wanted to just have a stake in something just to be like I have a percentage in something I don't know I is he gonna actually fight do you think he does you know MMA with so I'll probably say he won't but he'll probably try to prove me wrong but he'll fight some scrub <laughs> who doesn't know how to punch and grapples terribly, et cetera. He'll probably fight, I don't know, uh, who's that wrestler that did terribly in the UFC? The wrestler? Oh, CM Punk. Yeah. yeah right. Probably try and fight someone like him. Yeah, exactly. By the way, I've seen you uh, do a little work with Michael Bisping. You have any interest in MMA? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no chance. Yeah, so I, I train in an MMA uh, gym as well. As in, like, it's MMA and boxing. Okay. Well, I, I see it and I'm like, nah, I don't have any desire to do MMA. Zero. Like, boxing is hard enough. Why would I want to do <laughs> Why would I want to complicate things by trying to do MMA? So, yeah, I ain't touching MMA. Why do you think uh, Misfits, Crossover Boxing, DAZN being involved, even what Jake has done with Logan, why do you think that is such a boxing thing and no one's doing it in MMA? Uh, well, I think, I think because there's no... There's no one, you know, at the front line pushing that narrative. Like with Misfits, like it's me. It's me going, okay, I looked at the whole scene when it comes to the YouTube boxing, me and Mams, and we went, it's a mess. Like you've got all these random events, you know, not paying their fighters or creating these events and just making a loss. It's just all over the place. There's no consistency. So we were like, all right, let's create the consistency. Let's look at this long term and make um, Misfits, which is this organization which will happen, you know, create events regularly and have people get paid, you know, well. And it's just a fantastic system and everyone is just happy. And then we're also making sure we focus on growing the fighters and making the fighters, you know, bigger. Like it's for me, I'd. I'm always focused on helping people and, you know, bringing everyone up. And I feel like that's why with the press conference and all of that, you know, I could easily just have a fight, me being the main guy and then not care about everyone else. But everyone else gets to say when it comes to a press conference and, you know, they have their back and forth and they are able to create um, their own buzz. And then, you know, with Misfits, we're able to create stars through that. So, you know, you've got Salt Happy, you've got Slim, um, you've got... Um, Oh gosh, <laughs> you've got um. Oh god, my my mind's going with me now. But um, well, you know what I mean. You've got you know temper, and you've got all these all these um all these fires who are just you know slowly you know building and building and building and just getting bigger through misfits, and it, it's great. I think it's it's a great thing to have, and yeah, I guess this is a this is a fascinating time that we're living in because. Um, you know, I, I have two young boys, 10 and eight. Uh, they, they, okay. am I boring you by the way? You're yawning. Are you, am I boring you? Jeez Louise. I'm feeling what? so bad. I thought you no, were yawning. What, what I was like, Jesus Christ, kids. I, I thought this was yawning. a riveting, I thought it was a riveting no, chat no, we were no, having. No, no. Jeez Louise, yawning. I wasn't yawning. Wow. But, okay. But I mean, to be honest, it, it is late. I know it's late. Well, I'm going to wrap soon. But no, no, but still, I'm not yawning. Okay, okay. That? Just, I mean, come on. Like, I thought we were boys. I thought we were boys. Well, I mean, no, I'm actually enjoying it. Okay, okay, okay. You're, okay. Actually asking, you're asking me questions. 
that I haven't heard before, which is nice. I appreciate that. No, uh, what I was going to yeah, ask yeah. you was, I have two boys who are 10 and 8. They know who you are. Yeah. They love Mr. Yeah. Beast. They know who Logan okay. is, right? These are the people yeah. they look up to. Uh, they asked me, by the way, if you can send some uh, Prime to the house, maybe sign it because, you know, they can't get their hands on it. But that's a different story for a different okay. day. Yes, my 14-year-old yes, my, yes, my sure. nephew texts me this morning. He's like, wow, you have KSI on. He's never asked me about any guest that I've had. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I, I, I'm, I'm curious yeah. about this. This is a weird time. And yeah. based on what you said made me think of this. You know, we have a... a I'll, I'll be honest with you about something. My son, we were we were in Florida for a vacation, and we saw a, a Bugatti, right? That's how you pronounce it. I don't know anything about cars. Okay, it's called yeah, Bugatti. yeah, Bugatti, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know what my eight-year-old son said to me? I was actually like blown away. He said, Andrew Tate has that car. And I, yeah, could, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe. No, I was actually shocked. I was like, how do you know who Andrew Tate is? You shouldn't know who Andrew Tate is, but you know how he knows who he yeah. is. YouTube shorts, right? He sees it. He scores. Yeah. I want, I'm wondering if you feel an mm. obligation, given some of the people that are out there, some of the mm. quote-unquote role models that are out there, and mm. who are wa- the kids who are watching you, do you feel like you have to be a good person? Do you feel like you have to be a role model? Charles Barkley once said, I'm not a role model, but I hope you know people like you are a role model. You are who the youth yeah, of the world yeah. are looking up to. Do you feel that responsibility? So, especially near the beginning, I, I didn't feel like a role model. I was kind of just, you know, just doing my thing. And then, over time, I started to realize, like, I am a role model. Like, a lot of people are inspired by me. And a lot of people look at, look at me and go, oh, you know, I want to be just like KSI. Or, you know, he's inspired me to believe in myself when no other people are believing in me, et cetera. And just to believe that if you put your mind to anything, you can do whatever. Like, can't, you know, like, I, I see it all the time. And pe- people say, like, they watch my videos and I make them laugh and all this and all of that. And it's yeah, it's it, it it is crazy to believe that yeah, I am a role model and it's a lot of pressure, but I always I think what I always say to my audience is that I am still a flawed human being. <laughs> yeah, I I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not perfect. I don't want you to put me on this pedestal. And that's why with Reddit, like my I make Reddit videos where you know I go through what people are saying about me and, you know, a lot of it is praise, but a lot of it is, you know, um, people shitting on me and people saying like, oh, we didn't like that you did this. We didn't like you did this, blah, blah, blah. And then we're able to have like a normal conversation between me and my audience where I'm not just seen as a God, but I'm actually seen as a human being. And for me, that's kind of just what I like to portray because I'm not, I'm not this God. Like, yeah, maybe when I, whenever I get in the ring, I turn into like the nightmare and I've got this character and I, you know, I've got the whole Dragon Ball Z stuff going on, but it's just, that's the mindset I put myself in whenever it comes to boxing. But then when you meet me in in real life, I'm so calm, I'm chill. I'm just me. Mm. And I'm, you know, even on YouTube videos, I'm just me. And it's not like I rehearse or have to say the right thing every time. I just say what's on my mind. That's why a lot of times it's kind of just all over the place because I'm just saying what is <laughs> coming out of my mind. So yeah, I yeah, it's it is crazy that I am a role model, but it's it's one of the ones where I try to do the best I can, you know, uh, all the time. But I'm not going to be perfect, and you know, as as 
as long as people know that and I, as long as I keep saying that, then you know, I think we're blessed. Now, what about this Prime? I mean, I see these people going crazy over it, selling it on eBay, selling yeah. it. Well, what, is, what is happening here? Why can't people oh, just get it? No. What is going on? Is this Was this part of the plan no. to make it so hard to get? No, this is not part of the plan. So, oh my gosh. So it's so funny. We have this guy, Wakey, Wakey Wines. He's literally just going ham, especially on TikTok, where he is get he has Prime cans and he's selling it for 100 Pounds. Now, I don't know if he's actually selling it for £100 each, but how ridiculous is that, right? Yeah, yeah. And you've, you've got all the, hey, he's selling, you've got all these, you know, boss man shops and corner shops just selling it for £15, £13, when it, it's actually when it only costs £2. Mm. And even when Asda tried increasing their prices to £2.50, I was going in on Asda being like, yo, this isn't prime raising the price this is asda we want it to be two pounds and stay at two so yeah we're trying we're increasing the supply would literally all the money that we're making from prime just goes into the supply but the demand is so high that we just can't um we just can't deal with it that's just it is this blowing your mind like did you expect yeah, this? of course no of course i didn't expect <laughs> of course i didn't bro it's like one of those things where i just you know when you try projects and you just see what happens? Yeah, yeah I, I I remember I did the KSI show and this is a musical show uh, where I had a little bit of acting in it and all of that. And people hate it. <laughs> like it flopped. Like it did okay money-wise, um, but it basically flopped. And it was basically me doing videos after just apologizing how bad it was but it's annoying because i put a lot of time and effort and i was like oh people are gonna love this so i don't really know what what's what's gonna happen you know if people are gonna love it people are gonna hate it you know i just know i just enjoy it so that's that if that's good enough for me then it's good enough for me to promote and then yeah with prime it just <laughs> it's just on of madness so it's 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 sick obviously i i i'm annoyed at people who are reselling it mm. i just i I'm just there like, come on, man. Like, times are tough right now. And people, I know there's a lot of hype over this drink, but don't take advantage over people. Like, just let people get the drink and try it and see for themselves, like, oh, what the hype is about. So. You like working with Logan? Yeah, it's blessed. He's jokes. He's, like, really easy to work with. Like, his ideas and everything. And just even the videos that we do, it's just funny. He's, he's sick. And it's so funny. It's like, obviously, a lot of people, like old fans, would be like, oh my God, it's so weird hearing KSI say this, but because we hated each other. But it's one of the ones where, you know, we've talked and we've, you know, become good friends through just through the boxing and through podcasts and, you know, through Prime. And yeah, it's just, it's nice and easy to work with him. It is crazy. I know you're a longtime Arsenal fan. All of a sudden, you link up with Arsenal, yeah. and now they're top of the table. Bro, I mean, what is that? Bro! Bro! <laughs> like, uh, can you understand the levels? Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, what are the chances? I'm bro, like, I've got a box in Arsenal. I'm like, I'm always trying to go to every game. And I'm just, like, sometimes I just sit down and I go, what is my life? How have I ended up in this situation? And I want, bro, me and my mates, we have a group chat on whatsapp where we're always just talking about how weird our life is and how we're, we're just like this is a simulation how we're we're in this position where we're able to <laughs> you know 
sponsor Arsenal or were able to create crazy videos that we would see, you know, in BBC, on BBC and Sky Sports and all these major organizations. We were like, oh, we'll never be able to do that. And now we're doing that. We're like doing bits. And, you know, I've got my friend, uh, Calix, who's got a shoe brand, uh, No Two Ways, and that is just taking off. And it's just, the, the the possibilities are just endless and none of us ever thought we'd ever get into this position. We all started just making YouTube videos. I started in my bedroom just making FIFA videos and I was like, that is, that's dope. <laughs> like I'm getting paid to make FIFA videos and well, even, well, even before, I wasn't getting paid. I was just, enjoy- I had a community where people were just making gaming videos and I was like, I felt like I was part of something and it was sick. And then from that, then we were able to make money from Machinima and then the partnership program, blah, 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 blah. And now it's just taken a completely different life of its own now. And it's just, yeah, it's crazy where things have, uh, how things have gone. And yeah, I always pinch myself all the time. I, I just go, how, how have I ended up here? <laughs> Any chance you get Prime on the kit? Prime. <laughs> Bro, why bro. not? Why not? I mean, I you never know, bro. If we can do it, I'll be sick. But I mean, that, Fly Emirates ain't gonna let that go. You uh, know what I mean? Maybe like a one-off, <laughs> like like they had the OVO owl on on the Barca jersey one time, right? Like a, a one-off. That would be, bro. I would be sick. A limited edition. I would be Come yeah, yeah, yeah. FA Cup I limited mean, edition. Let's go. I'm a, I'm gonna talk to uh, Trey and. Can I get credit for it else. if if, if it happens? <laughs> Well, bro, I kind of wanted to have it anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, you get credit. Anyway, you get I'm a Nottingham <laughs> Forest guy anyway, so I don't really care about Arsenal. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> come on, you Reds. Uh, what, what? My, mate, my mate is actually a fan of Nottingham Forest. Legend. They're, they're the best. Yeah. Uh, last thing for you, uh, bigger than Jake Paul, bigger than anything, in my opinion, and I feel like the seed has been planted, KSI, Conor McGregor. <laughs> I mean, he dismissed so, you like a little fly on someone's uh, yeah, shoe. Yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. So I was thinking like, after I flatline Jake, how cool would it be to have a go at the king in it? <laughs> Is it well, possible? You know. Well, I think with me, I believe in myself so much that I feel like I can take on anyone within reason. Like, I, I don't want to fight better be it. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> Anthony Yard, et cetera. But, you know, you never know. You never know. But I'm always down, like, if it makes sense and if it really excites me and if, if, if I'm there, like, yo, this is, for me, legacy is my, my word. I've got it, like, you can see up there, like, it's the reason why I do everything. So if I'm there, like, yo, this would be crazy for my legacy. But I just, it's not like I, <clears throat> it's not like I want to just fight and get money, blah, blah. No, I want to fight and win, bro, because that, that is special, okay? Like, cool, taking part is dope. But winning? <clears throat> Nothing could compare. So, yeah, yeah, I think you never know. Were you bothered by his tweet? Uh, no, no. If anything, I was gassed. Oh, really? I was like, oh, bro. I was like, yo, come and tweet him. Because Jake has been on Connor's ass. And <laughs> Connor ain't said shit. Right. So, but... I mentioned Connor once and he snaps back. I'm there like, damn, all right. <laughs> I got the thoughts like that. 
Hey, I, I don't think it's a, a crazy thought. You win these three yeah, fights well, this I year, mean, why not? Well, I mean, I didn't even think I'd be fighting ever. You know, I have no fighting combat um, when I was younger or anything. So I started in my bedroom playing FIFA. I'm now about to fight Face Temper, who was also an OG when it came to the gaming scene with YouTube. And I'm going to be fighting him at Wembley uh, Arena. <laughs> Crazy. In a boxing match. It's wild. But How many people? Life, man. How many people you expect uh, on Saturday? Uh, well, I think it's almost sold out. Wow. So what, is, what does it uh, sell yeah. out at Wembley? Uh, Wembley Arena, that's, I think, 12,000. Crazy. I think. Yeah, yeah. All right. The zone pay-per-view here in the United States. The KSI. Not versus Dylan Dennis, but versus Faze Temper, who was supposed to fight some Faze sort Temper. of uh, mystery opponent situation. That was the original yeah, part, yeah. I think. Um, well, so I think we're still having that mystery opponent fighting, but then we brought in someone else to fight the mystery opponent. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, that should be a, that should be very interesting for people to enjoy uh, during during the event. But uh, yeah, like we're misfits, man. We're just trying to we're trying to be the WWE of boxing and just focus everything on entertainment. And we just want to be our own lane and just make it huge through that. Well, I wish you guys the best. Uh, I will be watching you, this Saturday, January 14th on uh, DAZN pay-per-view. Good luck with everything you're doing. Congratulations Thank you so much. on everything Thank you've you. done. And I'm sorry for taking you away from the big uh, Oxford uh, United Arsenal FA Cup match, but it's nil-nil at halftime, so you can go watch the uh, the second half. <laughs> yeah, no, half. appreciate I mean, come on, also, also, am I uh, am I getting paid for this? <laughs> I'll send the check in the mail. I'll send the check in the mail. Respect, big man. Thank you so much. Good luck to you on Saturday. Thank you for having me. There Thank he is, you, KSI, uh, with the jokes. Um, wow, uh, everyone knows about the uh, the payment situation. I really enjoyed that chat. What do you guys? I mean, I feel like we're really uh, we're really meeting some new faces talking to some new personalities. That was a lot of fun. What a lovable guy. Very infectious laugh, right? Oh, man, the laugh had me dying back there. When you said uh, no one, your nephew had never hit you up before about a guest yes. until him, and he just started dying laughing. By the way, that is true. Um, he hit me up, and, and my kids were asking for the, uh, the Prime. The scenes of people going crazy for that Prime is just unbelievable. Have you guys tried it? Don't do that. Don't do I've, what? Tr- I've tried it, loved it. Bomb yeah. pop. Don't. I know what he's talking about with the wacky wines thing. I've seen that. You've seen this? Yeah. Don't snatch it up and sell it on eBay. Just let people buy their damn product. That is weird. You know? But you know what? Is it possible that it's actually being done on purpose this way? Like It is potential. Chase culture is, right. is a real thing. Man. Uh, but I did just say back here I like KSI's vibes. You like his he has, vibes. He has vibes. He's a lovable oh, guy. Super positive. Is that is that a controversial thing to say? I never know these days. Like, is that bad no, I or? So. I don't think so. He he hasn't really, you know. I mean, I guess there's people who don't like that whole world, that whole culture. But I don't think it's the craziest thing to say. He's he's got an infectious vibe, and and there is something inspiring about the fact that you can just start in your room posting FIFA clips, and now you're selling out the Wembley Arena. Or Wembley Arena, not the, oh, I'm going to get killed for that. Oh, my God. He said the Wembley Arena. It's like saying Madison Square Gardens, one of my big pet peeves. Well, that's this Saturday, January 14th on DAZN Pay-Per-View. Check it out. 
Uh, I mean, I kind of feel like we've been promoting that card better than anyone. So maybe we can get a cut of the pay-per-view. I don't know. But you know it's even bigger, my friends. February 18th, bigger than the Wembley Arena, bigger than Madison Square Gardens, hailing from the world's most famous venue, the iconic the historic UFC apex in the heart of Las Vegas, Nevada. It's one of my most anticipated fights of the year. It's Corey Sanhagen versus Marlon Cheeto Vera. And it is always very exciting when we get to speak to Marlon Vera, who looks different since the last time we spoke to him. So my man, you know, a little, a little hit, a little there, you know? Yes. The hair is a little Vera's longer. Gone. Let me see. Yeah. It's growing. You know, I'm a healthy guy with iron, with testosterone, you know. We try. We try to stay good. I like this. This is a reminder of the, the first time you were back on the show from the car. The last couple of times you were in your beautiful backyard, but this was the time when I came to you and I was all fired up and you said, what is going on, man? You remember that one? What the fuck? <laughs> I, I, oh, exactly. I remember like it was yesterday because, you know, fuck what people say. Fuck what people think, you know. It's you versus you, baby. Come on. Fuck the world. Just keep going forward. Keep flowing away. And the only reason I'm in the car is because I'm not in my beautiful home. Uh, me and coach came to Vegas to get some training, oh. some sparring with some fucking good pro boxers. So we're here. He's went to get a bite. You know. Okay. I'm dialed in with perfecting athletes. So I'm just chilling. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for doing this while you're on the road. So, you, So you're going to go spar boxers in Vegas? That's why you're there right now? We we drove to Vegas last night. We chill. We rest last night. I wake up this morning, go for my run, early morning. Call fucking Vegas, but you know nothing can stop me. Go back to the hotel, get a shower, pick up coach. Now he's getting some food. I'm just chilling, you know, talking to you, my man. Okay, I love it. Um, Corey Sanhagen, February 18th. First, let me ask you: Were you happy when they gave you Sanhagen, or were you expecting someone else? Never expecting anything from nobody but myself in this fucking beautiful life. So when they call me, I let's be honest. I knew about this fight since pretty much a month after I beat Cruz. I asked Sean. I, I saw him in the Apex while I was in commentaries. Like, hey, man, I don't want to fucking break your balls. I'm like, I'm probably guy number 20 talking to you today. Just tell me what you think is going to happen next. Let's just have a conversation. Like, I'm, I would like to go and ask the UFC for shit because think about it. Every day somebody call and ask and say they want this. They want to negotiate. They want, they want to renegotiate. I'm like, I'm not like that. I like to earn my fucking bread. So I've been doing it the right way. I just put people out, work my ass off and keep going. So going back to the Sean Shelby and what I knew about this fight, he told me, like, really, my only opening right now, it's February main event. I was like, sounds pretty sexy. You know, I fought in August, my second fight of, of, of the year. So I was like, February sounds about right. But I did tell them I was down for anything in November, October, December. You know, I used to get a little extra bread, you know, because I like sour dog bread and, you know, with a little bit of butter. Ooh. <laughs> so, you know, nothing came out, nothing came out to paper, to reality. Uh, in last year but when they called me in late December like hey it's in February 18 I'm like cool let's go let's get it let's see let's see who earned um, the tarot so let's see let's see what, what's up um, 
Was there any part of you that thought maybe after beating Cruz you'd get a title shot? Was there any part of you that was holding out hope for that? Um, there's a lot of chances after you, you know, the way it beat Fun, the way it beat Cruz, the way it beat Edgar. That's pretty much kind of like guarantee a title shot, but things can shake out so many ways. We're like that. Sehur is coming back. You know, former champion, never lose the belt, even if he won the belt against, you know, Marlon Moraes, which is that legit? Maybe, maybe not. But still, you winning the belt. The belt is a fucking belt. I don't care if you win it against Grandma. You have the belt, you're the champion. The guy retired, now he's coming back. O'Malley beat Jan. Controversial or not, at the end of the day, the win is a win, you move forward. So things check out pretty crazy. So I can sit down and cry and be like, oh, you earned it. Fuck all that. I'm like, you want me to kick some hang ass? Put it in front of me. I fucking get the job done and I move forward in life. Like, I can expect a lot of things, but I also can't control all the things. So I don't really treat when things like this happen, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm healthy, dude. If I'm healthy, I can do anything. Mm. So thank God for that. I feel like I know the answer to this question, but I'll just ask it anyway. Uh, have they told you if you win, you're getting a title shot? Um, the answer to that was nothing can be guaranteed. But there's one thing guaranteeing life. You try hard enough, you get it. Right. Do you think that if you beat Corey Sanhagen, it warrants a title shot? Pretty much. Yeah. Because I put it like this. I'll just fight in Sehuda sometime, right, in March. Yeah. Uh, I beat Sanhagen in February. They made the winner of that versus O'Malley. June, July, I'm fighting for the belt November, MSG. Yeah. Ooh, that's sexy. It would be sexy, but I feel like it's, uh, I mean, a lot of these guys, they like they don't like to fight that often, if we're being honest, right? I mean, who's fighting every three yeah, months like that? I, I, I'm like, I wonder how they live. Like, I'm like, fuck, they, they, maybe they don't need money. Probably they, I don't know. Maybe they get free rent. I don't know, free food. Yeah. Fucking probably stamps from the government. Maybe Biden <laughs> giving some stamp for the food, you know? Who knows? I don't know, bro. Even like, put it like that. Even if I go in there, epic performance, lights out, I won the fight, and I don't get a tarot shot. Yes. <laughs> I get money. I get money. So it's all good, man. Like, even I know I'm going to be a world champion. I really like, out of my heart, not just fucking talking, not just becoming a fucking, you know, influencer for being somebody these days. I really believe deep down in my heart, I'm going to be a world champion. I'm going to hold the UFC belt one day. I'm in a rush. No, dude, I'm fucking 30 year old. I just turned 30. I got my best years ahead of me. Just keep doing what got you here, which is consistency, work, we all have a different path. Some people is uh, talk their way in. Some people kick their way in. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it's just a matter of time until I get the bill. I know the world knows it. I know the UFC knows it. I know it. So, and I do, I do know for a matter of fact, they fuck with me. I'm talking about the UFC. They like me. 
they do want me to hold the belt. So I'm like, why getting all crazy, you know? No, no, for I've sure. I've been handling my career pretty good. Winning, kicking ass. And dude, whatever I ask, they give it to me. So we, we're chilling. This is all I good. And like it's all I, true. I feel, you know, I feel, I feel, I feel like the best way to handle this, I'm like, I see a lot of people want to handle shit through social media. You know what I'm saying? If I'm mad at you, Ariel Hawani, I won't go, hey, fuck you, pussy, blah, blah, blah. You got a big nose. No, I probably text him. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I don't like that. That's what real men does, especially in business. If I want more money, better contract, even if my contract is not done and you ask properly and you go and talk face to face and you say what you wanted, they come up to you and they give it to you. So going back to will I wear a towel shirt? Yeah, pretty much I could get a towel shirt if I go and kick some ass. But guess what? I have to kick some ass. I never think ahead. This motherfucker is a tough guy. He's a strong guy. He's a good guy. He's well-rounded. I don't give a fuck what the world says, what people think. I still got to walk the walk and fuck this motherfucker. And it's going to be hard. Just as hard as any other of these guys in the top. So I'm very focused and committed to beat the fuck out of Curtis and Hagen. I'm very committed to train every day and push myself. I'm very committed to get better and keep my head in the right place. So first things first. Like I can, you know, answer some questions and talk about future tarsal contention. I got to win this fight. You know what I'm saying? I go in there, get my ass kicked, talk a lot, didn't back it up. It's worthless. I go in there, talking shit, kick the guy, put him out, punch him, whatever, talk him out. All what I say is going to elevate me. But at the end of the day, you got to walk the walk and you got to kick some ass. That's the most important thing. I, I love everything about what you just said and I agree with it. I do have to say though, I, I and I'm not just I'm not trying to put on a show here. When I read that this fight is happening at the apex, I was so bothered. You know, I texted you. I, I, I said, please tell me this isn't true. Yeah. I felt something. I felt rage. You deserve better. And I know you're going to tell me you don't care. You'll fight him in the street. You'll fight him here, there. It's all good. This fight should not be at the apex. I'm sorry. You deserve so much better. You deserve to be fighting in front of 20,000 people. You didn't feel some sort of yeah. way about that? No, well, these type of things are like a drug. So the feeling I got when I fought Cruz in a sold-out arena, it was fucking epic. Getting to speak on the mic on weigh-in day and say, I'm going to fuck this guy up tomorrow. That was pretty fucking cool. I did what I did was expecting uh, February 18 was in somewhere in the U.S., in arena. But, you know, they, I feel they didn't pull the trigger. And that, yeah, that definitely sucked. I was a little bummed up because I'm like, fuck, I do get fucking excited when I'm like, it's fucking showtime. But fuck, there's something about the fucking Apex, dude. There's, there's a fucking dense fucking energy in that cage. Smaller, barely some crowd. So it brings some memories from back in the day, scrapping on the street, you know. 10 out of your homies, 10 of the homies of the other guy, they circle that thing up and you scrap. So it, it's more personal. The, the, the Apex bring a little more of that density of, of darkness when you walk the walk. And, you know, I know I get it. It's not a show quite like an arena, 
but fuck, dude, you're still getting in there and perform with one of the best in the world. If you if you ask me what you want, fuck yeah, take this whole out ring. I love I, I love the show. It makes you bigger. Get you a little, you know, bump. But at the end of the day, main event is main event. You know what I'm saying? Like it's my third main event in a row. That yeah, that's pretty historical for for an Ecuadorian. You know, I came I came from places. You know, people don't get to live this life. So it's just I got that that kind of like joy from seeing the fruits I'm collecting from my from planting those seeds since I started this. And it's, it's, it's pretty fucking crazy to see where I am, see what I'm doing. Now, number four in the world. I'm, I'm going to be in the history books. I'm going to be one day in the Hall of Fame. And I'm going to be a world champion one day. So those things give me a pure, generally nice joy that the other little thing, like the petty shit, I don't really pay too much attention. But I'm like, why waste my energy there when I can put that energy in a fucking run, in a sparring session, in a getting a better look, you know, a different haircut, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. Or <laughs> I just or a new tattoo like you just got on your back, right? I mean, what a thing that is. I fi- I just finished my back tattoo like sometime in November was, and dude came up pretty sick. Talking about my tattoo, my friend that they they they've been filming me for a couple of years. They did a little edit of the the tattoo on the last session. I, I, I will send you the video to you when we're done talking. Dude, it's, it's a fucking legendary video. Mister, I was I was doing... Uh, I know the people that cartoon tattoo through the years, but I find this little documentary on YouTube about like the transition from graffiti to tattoos. And fuck, dude. He tattooed some pretty heavy names back in the day like not just big names big names big names at their prime like Eminem when he was blowing up in oh. the whole entire world he did tattoos to cartoon and Eminem will say in interviews I only get tattooed by cartoon because you can afford it he will say that on a video to the world to wow. the fans and I'm like holy shit that guy did my whole entire back How did we lose him? Just as we were talking about his amazing tattoo. One sec. Maybe. That's pretty, what oh, uh, we lost you there, but you're back. You're back. Can you hear me? Thank you. Oh, you, you, you hear me? Yeah. You got it? You got yeah. it back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're back. You hear me, Marlon? I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is the tattoo? We just showed a picture of it, but what is it? It's a big, it's a big rooster in the middle um, that represents the fighting and, you know, me growing up, going to the rooster fights with my grandfather when I was a little kid and my father. Wow. And like the crazy environment I got to live. Um, there's, there's like a, there's like a sign of the town I was born, which is Chone. Like you said, say, welcome to Chone. There's like a couple orange trees because it's called the city of orange where I where I was born because there's orange trees everywhere. And there's like a road that goes around my low back. And then you start seeing buildings 
a clown mask, which is cartoon specialty, and a woman behind the 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 clown. You know, the clown probably is me doing all the crazy shit to be where I am. The woman in the back, of course, is the lady that pushed me to be the man I am today. You know, it's little things like that. And there's like a sign of a street of the first house I bought. And then he just put clouds and light around the whole thing, which that's kind of like why he's famous for like those beautiful fucking lights coming down. Wow. The clouds and shit. So it's a fucking sick. Like, I love it. I think that's a 10 out of 10 back piece. How long did it take? Three sessions with cartoon. I told him all the time, if you will be a fighter, you will probably be the fastest hands in the game. Wow. He's fast, dude. He can fucking tattoo quick. And and uh, are you done now? Is that is that it for you? Or is there still more? Oh, I have my whole stomach available. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my, my boy, my boy Bird Crack, which is my, my, my homie from New York that did the, the both sides of the back of my head. He's going to do the top of my head next time I come to New York. And then I got, I got some spots in the leg. My arms are pretty much done, but I'm gonna get my knuckles at some point. Crazy. I got some space. And and you went to cockfights as a kid, dude. Every Sunday, like church. Wow, what was that scene like? And then, like, dude, a, a lot. You you need common sense because if you you know, it's like a small place and a lot of people, but you got to know where to fuck around. You don't want to get too close to the bad people. You want to stay in the middle where you're closer to your dad and you can be like, hey, dad, you know, can you get me a sandwich or whatever? It's crazy, you know, a lot of craziness, a lot of like, kind of like violence in a way. Uh, but like the most important thing, like, you know, when they put the tape on the knife, it's like fighting, you know, they put red tape to one rooster, uh, blue tape to the other one and then just walk to someone and be like, hey, I give you 10, let's bet 10 bucks, the blue tape wins. You lose, you give 10 bucks away. You win, he gives you 10, you get 20. So some weekends <laughs> I will walk out of there with 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 a thousand sucres, with what's the money back then. Now we have dollars in Ecuador like since the early 2000s. But before that, it was like sucres. It's called sucres, the, the money from Ecuador. Like you're like, hey, 100 sucres that this, uh, that blue tape will win. And some weekends I come back home with zero. Some weekends I come back home with a bunch of sucres. Wow. And 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 you were doing this like throughout your entire ch- entire childhood. You're going to this every Sunday. Um, like most Sundays, like every time my gra- my grandfather would go, he would pick us up. You know, there's it was like really great street food right inside there. You know, so it was like you hung out the whole day there. You know, and how my, long my are the matches? Would, you know, get get a drink. How long? Yeah, how long does it does it last? Uh, I think I think it's like between 10 minutes or something like that what? or if or if you get the or, or if you kill the rooster oh my gosh or once the rooster die of course it's over or sometimes <laughs> one of the roosters will kind of like gave up and when the, when the, when one rooster start running around like that means they don't want to fight so they stop it wow do they train the roosters oh yeah my grandfather was fucking master at that dude when he was alive he was like it, it, if out of my whole entire family, if my dad, father will be stay alive, he will be the most joyful and he will enjoy the most the gypsy. Oh. He was a real fucking fighter. Not like not a good one, but he will like 
have the mentality work. If somebody fuck with him, straight to the to the knuckle. So he was he was he he he, he was probably one of the best men I, I I met in my life. Like he was solid, very respectful. But you fuck with him, he will fight you right away, and he will train his 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 cogs pretty much every day. He will feed them separate. Like he will have one in each little cage. He will treat them like they were their kids. And he was when when I go when I went visit my grandma last, I forget how many trophies he got. Like these trophies with like this is like a rooster, like a gold rooster. <laughs> he got like many he he was grand champions over grand champions and he was very respected in the community. So I grew up in in a pretty good environment. Even if, you know, it's crazy. Uh, a rooster killing another rooster. The things you learn in there, like you know, I I just feel grateful for grew up like that and getting and 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 being near my grandfather like that. Did he ever get to see you as a fighter, as a UFC fighter? Never. When oh. when I made it to UFC, he was already he was already sick, so he wasn't really he was alive, but he wasn't really there, so he couldn't travel and and watch me fight, and that's a huge bummer for me you know because he was out of entire family he would be enjoying that shit like no 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 one else that would be incredible to you know is considering i wonder if maybe your your love of fighting was born watching those events maybe because even before that i was i was getting on the street fights when i was a little <laughs> kid i just like fighting i really like fighting i fight since i was a little fucking kid and I wasn't very good, but I have the, I have the, I just like it. I just like the, the fact that let's see who can win in a scrap. Let's see who can get the best of it. Like, I just like it. I just like the competition. Um, I'll let you go on this because uh, I appreciate you in the car. You have to go train and all that stuff. Can I, I want, I, I'm, I'm very curious to get your take on this. Um, this is a, this is a really weird time in MMA uh, there's a lot of reason to feel sort of down on the sport and we don't need to get into why, but you have a very special connection with the people and I feel it and it's why I love talking to you because you're very genuine. Why do you think people feel the way they do about you, support the way uh, they support you and do you ever feel an obligation to be one of the, you know, you keep it real and you tell it like it is, but you also are one of the good guys in the game. I truly believe that what you put out there as far as your family, your kids, your wife, do you, do you feel an obligation to be a positive influence on this sport and, 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 and someone that people could be like, yeah, I'm, I'm proud to be a fan of his. You get what I'm saying? A hundred percent. I get it. And that's my, that's not, that's my real, that's my real me. I like, I like real shit. I'm a fan of real shit. Like, you know, I feel like we live in, on times that everything gotta be perfect, everything gotta be like, you know what I'm saying? Everything gotta be follow the trend. Let's see what the most famous guys wears or what they buy or what they into it. I buy what I like. I am who I wanna be, you know. And when you when you become somebody and you get fame and you get a name, people will look up to you. So I always think about it like there's there's a lot of people that. Ha- gets nothing in life at the moment that they're in a place that is shitty they haven't breakthrough they haven't figured it out they're lost i feel like if you just put a positive message out there like hey 
if you fucking want it, go and get it. Like, if it's really up to be for you, it will happen. But at the end of the day, everything will get to you and everything will become a reality only if you unstoppable work for it. Only if you wake up thinking about it. Only if you go to bed thinking about it and you put every single ounce of your soul into that goal, shit will make a reality for you. Like things will fucking happen. You will see the 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 the, the tree growing and the fruit coming out. Like they always say the, the grass is not green in the other side. You just gotta water yours and pay attention to yours and focus on yours. Because if you start thinking about Oh, that's my neighbor had that. Oh, this is what they have. Oh, my friend have this thing. You start focusing on what people have and not what you're doing to get those things, you will never get it. I don't really pay attention on what my homie have or what my friend have or like somebody who I admire. I don't compare myself to no one's life. I pick I pick and choose what's the best I can grab from other people to make me better. But that's just like an example. The rest... It's up to you to go and get it. It's up to you to make it happen. It's up to you to keep plowing away. Much love, Cheeto. Uh, and uh, here's your coach on time. Wow. Did we time that amazingly or what? That is amazing. Where are you? Oh, there he is. Mr. Perillo. How are you, sir? Hello. How are you, Errol? We, it, this Good, is awkward. Man. You know why? We were just talking about you and then you walked in. So now we have to change the subject. It's very weird. Oh, I'll leave. <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. Leave? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, thank you so much for letting us talk to Cheeto. Good luck out there in Las Vegas. Good luck on January 18th, excuse me, February 18th at the Apex. Can't wait for the fight. Cheeto, you're the man. I love you. Thank you so much for the time as always. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Much love. Good to see you, Jason. All the best, guys. There they are. Great, Cheeto Vera. You, thank you. Coach Perillo. Thank you. Beautiful stuff. Uh, I mean, how great is that? You get some wisdom there from... Uh, the great Cheeto Vera, February 18th. And uh, you know what? Here's my vow to all of you. I would like to vow to all of you right now that I will drop the Apex thing regarding this fight because I can harp on it. I can harp on it, but I'm not going to because if Cheeto's at peace with it and Corey's at peace with it, and I think Corey's last four fights or five fights have been at the Apex. I mean, it's like crazy like that. Anyway, I'm going to drop it because I recognize this. And it goes back to like, you know, my thoughts on how you want us as media to cover the sport. Because I recognize that you come to this show, you come to this YouTube channel, you come to the podcast feed as an escape, right? Because when I go and walk my dog or go in the car to come to work or pick up my kids... I put on my favorite podcast and I don't want to hear people talking about negative things all the time. I don't want to hear belly aching all the time. I understand that that comes with the territory. I understand that that comes with uh, covering anything, but ultimately I understand that you come to us for an escape. When someone calls me or excuse me, writes me or DMs me or whatever, tells me in, 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 in person on the street, I have a, an overnight shift and I can't wait to listen to you guys or I'm saving the podcast for when I go on a long flight in two days or something like that. That's the greatest compliment that you could possibly receive sitting in this chair. There is no better compliment than that, that someone chooses you as the escape. Someone chooses you as the entertainment because now more than ever between every single streaming platform and every single podcast out there and every single YouTube, every single option out there 
There's a million to choose from. It's harder and harder to break through. So I don't want to be the guy that you come to just for belly aching, just for negativity. Now, at times, there's going to be criticism. There's going to be what can be deemed negative. There could be uh, some belly aching. There could be some critiquing, whatnot. But I'm going to say my piece, and I'm going to move on more often than not. Beginning of the show, we had to talk about the data. I'm not. I'm not trying to make excuses for it, but I'm just trying to let you understand where I'm coming from. I don't want to be the source of negativity. I don't want to be the show where you come for negative content. But you have to also understand that we have a job to do, that we have to cover the sport as fairly and accurately and honestly as possible. And that's at times going to be the good, bad, and ugly. And that at times is going to be fights and and fun and picks and uh, reaction and breakdowns and previews. It's also going to be the underbelly of the sport and the crap that uh, involves the characters. And right now, there's a lot of crap involving the characters. Um, And we have to talk about it. But it will never dominate the love that we have for the fights, for the, 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 the matchups, the events, the sport. I hope you always believe that. And I will also promise that if it ever does overtake the love, if it ever does feel like it's becoming too much, then I'll be done. Then I can assure you I'll be done. I don't feel that coming anytime soon, but if that day ever comes, I'll be done. I would be honest, like, you know, last week I was watching um, Brandon Bean, the GM of the Buffalo Bills, talk about everything that happened last week. And I and I was watching Sean McDermott talking. I was like, wow, we don't really have people like this in MMA. Like, who, who are the people that you look up to? Who are the leaders? And you're like, wow, that's a leader right there. That's a grown leader. That's a man. That's, that's a guy who is showing you what it is like to be in the public eye and speaking with class and with grace and, and with professionalism. You don't have a lot of that. Now, I don't look to the fighters necessarily. I look to the executives. I look to the big boys. And, and we need more of that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with holding people accountable. I don't think there's anything wrong with um, expecting the best out of people who are blessed to be living the lives that they're living and and who are living lives that the vast majority of us can never dream of living. Um, you shouldn't get a pass just because you're famous. You shouldn't get a pass just because you have money, just because you have influence. That's what I believe. And so, you know, I just want you to understand the thought process. It's always going to be about the fights. It's always going to be at the fighters. It's always going to be about the events and the moments and the matchups. But if you think we're just going to, you know, fly over, skim through the bad stuff, you're wrong, but we're not going to harp on it. We're not going to harp on it. And so it goes back to the apex thing. I promise you now, I've got it out of my system. We'll probably have Sanhagen on at some point. Thank you. But I don't want that to overshadow, as I was saying just moments ago. That can't over... I'm not going to let the apex, as much as I despise it and what it represents... And again, I'll remind you, I'm okay with it when it comes to contender series or whatever kind of lower level event that they want to do there, but big time UFC should not be there. Anyway, I will not let that overshadow my excitement and interest in this fight because this is big time stuff. This is as good as it gets, if you ask me. Truly, as good as it gets. I am excited for it. I am really excited. I forgot to tell him about the odds and you know what? I feel like that's a little bit rude if I tell him about the odds, right, GC? I mean, like that's not really... 
something that you should tell someone? Is that rude? I don't know. Is I don't that know rude? if it's rude, but it doesn't make any difference for him. Yeah, what does he He doesn't with? care. He doesn't care. You know about Mr. Cartoon? Yeah. You're Modelo familiar with commercials. Him? He's in the yeah, Modelo commercials. He charges commercial. a lot of money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wow. He's in the Modelo commercials. Good for him. Our, our colleague Jose Young's minimum 50 Gs for back pieces like that. That's how much it costs? And he says uh, he checks your credit to even get on the wait list to make sure you can pay his price. So Cheeto's, uh, Cheeto's friends with a, with, a, with a big time. Do you think he gets it for free? I don't know, but... On the house? He deserves it if he does. Gives him a little shout out? Here's the thing. If he's dealing with like massive celebrities, the guy's got to make money too, right? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what the arrangement is, but good on Cheeto, good on, on Mr. Cartoon. Gosh, I need to make like a a power rankings of my my favorite people in the in the game right now, like the most likable characters. Cheeto might be at the very top of the list. He's up there. Um, could we bring in the guys one last time? I wanted to ask you about one more thing, if I could. Um, this big KSI face temper fight. No, I'm just. <laughs> Listen, I'm interested. I, I gotta admit, I'm a little interested now. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, bigger fight, bigger pay per view. KSI, Jake Paul, Jake Paul, Nathan Diaz. Bigger worldwide pay-per-view. Diaz versus KSI because it goes back to the whoa, thing whoa, that whoa. I... Whoa, whoa, Well, you said Diaz... Uh, K- sorry, Diaz, Diaz versus Paul because it goes back to the thing that I always talk about every single time is audience size, social media following is not pay-per-view sales. True. Nate Diaz is a proven pay-per-view I'm not asking pay-per-view. Star. I'm just saying what's the bigger fight? What's the fight that... What gener- do you consider bigger? Interest. Okay, eyeballs... Who's going to get more tweets? No, eyeballs... Illegal streaming or legal? Like, which fight will be seen by more people? Which will generate more chatter, more buzz? I, I don't know how to quantify the illegal streaming market, so it's hard for me to say. There will be more tweets about KSI versus any versus Jake Paul. Wow. Yeah. Uh, pay-per-view sales, dollars and cents, selling out an arena, selling out, uh, selling a high number of pay-per-views. Nate Diaz is is an important part of that equation there. I think KSI Jake Paul would. 100% solid in an arena. I don't know how many pay-per-view buys it would sell. I feel like a lot of people would just end up streaming it. Right. When do these fights take place? This year? The next, yeah. the next fights that they have? Within the calendar year. Man, I say, like, if they if they go, if they're both undefeated, I feel like KSI needs to fight uh, someone, like, notable with, like, some notoriety behind them. Like, Was the Woodley thing known prior to all this? Yes. He, yeah, it seemed like some tweets about that. it. It didn't. Didn't Dennis mention it? Dennis talked about this. Did he mention Woodley though? Yes, he mentioned that Woodley was KSI's opponent. Okay. Um, that would, that, by the way, how the weird thing. is that? By the way, that like Woodley's like now a fixture in all this. <laughs> he made <laughs> he made a point. Like, look, Dennis, and this is this is all part of the same conversation. He's like, Dennis is going to get me more attention. Blah, blah, blah. Like, is he? Do we know like what that'll translate into? More attention, yeah. But a, he's likely to pull out of the fight like he did, and b. Tyron Woodley's sold UFC pay-per-views for a, for a long time. Um, there's there's a difference there. And as much as Jake Paul and KSI and many of these other influencer um, fighters bring to the table, do we know how many of their fans are plopping down money for pay-per-views? Because no. so far it hasn't been super successful in that regard. But also in the UK, I think the model is a little bit different. Yeah, it, it all depends on how how... How are you going to monetize this event? If there's a different way other than pay-per-view sales that KSI and Jake Paul can figure out to monetize the event, it could be it could be huge. It could be a lot bigger. Here in the United States, if if you're doing the fight and it's being sold on pay-per-view, Nate Diaz is proven. 
Nate Diaz is is Who, who's not new to who's, this. Who's who's more famous worldwide, KSI or Jake Paul? I don't know enough about KSI. I think I think KSI, but I don't know enough about. The thing is, I think KSI is more active on YouTube and stuff like that these days. Do we do the, yeah, that's do we do the, the thing. classic. Uh, Who has more Look Instagram followers? Yeah, see, yeah, again, though, this is all. I think this is uh, like. I think it's, I it's, think not, it's, pretty it's heavy. not an exact science I mean, that yeah, way. Jake, Jake has has many more Instagram followers. I'm going to go. He does. Pa- what is it? Uh, Jake is at 21.3. KSI is at 12.4. What about wow. YouTube? What about yeah. Twitch? You know, I'm going to go. Other... I'm going to go more total views. Uh, KSI Jake Paul, more pay-per-view buys, Nate Diaz Jake Paul. So uh, yesterday I tweeted, biggest fight in America mm. as far as boxing is concerned is Tank Garcia. And then I got a lot of people being like, no way, it's Fury Usyk. And again, I was like, in America. Even Arnold Allen disagreed with me. I was like, in America. Here, here's what you have to remember. Fury Usyk would be at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m., right? Historically not a good time. It would be in the UK. So here, I'm talking about in America. What's the fight that would generate more... They might do a world tour. Who speaks to the audience more here? You got a young Hispanic kid. Uh, you got another African-American yeah. kid. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's a promoter's dream. They don't like each other. There's beef. They could both sell the fight, blah, blah, blah. I think it's bigger. So let me ask you this. A, do you guys agree with that statement or disagree? And then I got uh, some pushback from internal sources being like, you're insane. Diaz, Paul is a bigger pay-per-view fight than Tank and Garcia. And I don't know if I agree. I don't agree with that. Who does more pay-per-view buys? I, I think Tank Garcia does. Tank Garcia does more I pay-per-view think, than the three. Like, rank them right now in America. I oh, think, man, it's uh, over the heavyweight. Like, that would be to be undisputed, too. But it would be. Uh, but you have to look at the factors. It would be in the afternoon. I, I still, still think that's probably like the, the heavyweight you think world Fury title. Usyk? Yeah. yeah. Really? I don't yeah. know if it... It means more. It just means something. But Tank Garcia and, are, like, bona fide I'll say stars this. here yeah. in America. Yeah. Gervonta has proven that he, even with lack of, you know, notable name opponents like a Ryan Garcia would be, right. that he can sell some pay-per-views. Yeah. He's proven, like, he, he can sell some pay-per-views. Look, he's not, I, I know you said a million. I think that's a hard number these days, like a really hard number these days for, for what the, do you realistic? the very few. Conor McGregor is a million, and everybody else is kind of, like, fighting for, for under that somewhere. Um, but Tank Davis can sell pay-per-views. Ryan Garcia, I believe, can also sell pay-per-views, and I think the combination of the two would would almost be like an exponential factor there. Um, I think it would do well. I don't think it would do a million pay-per-views. And you think Fury Usyk does more than it? It might. Listen, it's because of the the limitation you said because of the timing. That's that's a real thing. That's a real factor. Um, but yeah, it's it's just such a significant fight. It's just such it, – it is such a, a, a an important fight in boxing, whereas Davis and, and uh, Garcia is just a fight. It doesn't have it's the same such stakes. such a big deal. Two young, uh, very successful, That's great. Tell the story. Yeah. How about Tyson Fury having a chance to be I just don't know if they're heavyweight champion who the who Usyk That's is? all you have to say. Who knows who Usyk is in America? No one. Like to the casual audience, I think – Everyone knows at least Ryan Garcia or Tank Davis. No? They know Tyson Fury. Yeah, I was going to say, everyone knows Tyson Fury, and if Tyson Fury is fighting to become the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Does that world, mean like, anything to American sports fans in 2023? Heavyweight. Does Ryan Garcia's social media there. following mean anything to American kind of. sports fans? No, it doesn't, as we just talked about with Jake right. Paul. How, how many people are sitting down and watching Ryan Garcia fights right now? Like, I know but he's again, it takes two to tango. It takes two to tango, yeah. right? Yeah, I think true. the combination of the two, to your point, right. is significant. 
But a million, nah, no way. I'm going heavyweight, and then like B. Yeah, Garcia Tank. Here's and then the thing, Paul Diaz. Both of those are great. Both of those are healthy for boxing. Let's get them done. How about that? Let's do all three of them. By the way, <laughs> great point because I see roadblocks with all of them except for Usyk Fury. I think Usyk Fury is the easiest one well, to make. I just saw earlier today um, that that. The, the mandatory was removed for Usyk, and he could fight Tyson Fury. Yes, so to my so, point, easiest. Another Rose Bowl. The zone and Showtime working together, it feels like, uh, you know, like Israel and Palestine coming together. Well, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it, but here's they, the they hate each other. Both sides if, hate each other. If the fight, if they believe the fight is as big as you believe it is, they'll figure it out. They'll figure out a way. I don't know. If it's as big as you think... If it's the number one fight Listen, in boxing that could be made. People have put their egos in front of massive <laughs> yes, fights. they have. Okay, by the way, I didn't mention Crawford Spence, which I think would be the other one. And because some, some people were saying Crawford Spence too. I, yeah. I just don't think they have the personalities. It's losing steam also. Like, it's one of those fights that's been talked about so long. Now, then again, look, and this is, this is the gold standard, obviously. We talked about and talked about and talked about. Floyd versus Manny, and then it finally came, and it did do gangbusters yeah. numbers. But it's losing steam, man. Ter- Terrence and 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 Errol need to get in the ring if they want to capitalize on any of this. They're not the personalities. Fury no, but per- that but that fight is between two A plus 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 boxers in their primes. And then where does Jake and uh, Nate fall into that? Like, is it is it below? Fury Usyk, but above Tank and Garcia? What I think is an interesting conversation is that is big-time boxing still the gold standard for pay-per-view? Is the the biggest boxing fight still the the A in terms of pay-per-view sales? Because I think of Jake Paul as a different kind of fight. I think it's closer to MMA. I think it's closer to UFC than it is – and the fan base and the audience that turns out for it than it is big-time boxing. I still think big time boxing is probably the the bigger draw. It's or you know Conor McGregor accepted, um, but a Tyson Fury, uh, you know the a Floyd Mayweather, the biggest names in boxing, I still think will draw more than than everybody other than Conor. Um, so I don't know, but I think and to the point I'm trying to make is I think of Jake Paul in that MMA category um, because I think that's where the majority of the fans are. I don't think that the traditional boxing fans are are shelling out for Jake Paul, just quite frankly. Um, so rank them right now, those four. What, what, uh, what's the fourth? Fury Usyk. Yeah. Oh, Errol. Yeah. And Tank Garcia. Jesus. I'll, I'll rank them. Uh, Tank Garcia. Number D- one. Yep. Biggest yep. fight you can make in boxing in, in pay per view. Pay per view. Yeah. Total. Now, are we including UFC? No, boxing. Okay. Tank Garcia, um, Jake, and Diaz Usyk. Fury, Spence Crawford. I might even put Spence Crawford over Usyk Fury. Wow, why? Man, you, it's just the timing. Like, afternoon. Usyk Fury. Yeah. Nah, man. Yeah. Afternoon. Fury last. Takes it takes a huge hit in the afternoon. Okay, how about how about uh Fury Joshua? Afternoon. Where does that go? Afternoon. Same. You just it is man, I don't know about that. Yeah. Just, afternoon kills it. Unified heavyweight championship. Well that one isn't. Yeah, I'm talking about Usyk. Yeah, Usyk yeah, yeah. And, You're going and, back in the afternoon. Fury Usyk. That's your one? Yeah. Spence wow. Crawford. Wow. Really? Over yeah. Tank Garcia? Yeah. Garcia Tank. Wow. Remember, this is Diaz boxing Paul. fans who are going to buy this pay-per-view. I, I know Connor's... so many people that are dying to see that, yeah. that Spence Crawford fight. 
Oh, I, I'm dying to see all of them. I just I, think, I like Tank and Ryan. I think that's a great I just fight. Tank and, I just think Tank and Ryan is so big. And it, and it's historically the kind of fight that boxing doesn't make. Two super young, super Wait, talented in their- Crawford and Spence is, is not that? It's everything that that is, yeah. except they've proven it more. Here's the thing. Here's the difference between Tank and Garcia. Tank and Garcia, the demand for it has been somewhat recent, right? Like the past yeah. year. Spence Crawford scale. is like five years yeah, we've been asking. So that's what I'm saying. It. Historically, they don't make Tank Garcia now. They make it in six years, right? They make it down the line, like Spence Crawford if it happens. But, but so Spence that's why and, this would feel so refreshing. Spence and Crawford are still there. This They're not they're I know, not but on fuck, the tail we wish we had it two years ago, three years ago. You know I what agree. I mean? Um, Everybody's there. How about the pride of Newark, New Jersey versus Devin Haney? That's a big one, but it doesn't fall. It's not as big. <laughs> not as big it's big one it's a big one for sure but like is that even uh, that's an espn fight right no, i don't think it's even on the radar but you know now that i'm in jersey i'm a diehard of course Stevenson. oh no yeah, it's sure. great but i think that, that like if, if i were in charge i'd put that on espn like just espn proper you know what i mean that's how you try to make stars like yeah, lopez the- and, and and lomachenko but is is haney even gonna fight him next or is he gonna fight lomachenko which would be a big fight which i would also put that's a, I'm ta- yeah. but none of those are pay-per-view fights Right. If this was MMA, they you would... have to take the you have to take the jump though. There has to be a point where you put them on the pay per view, and then from then on, they're on pay per view. Like like has happened with Tank. You go I on pay per view. Tank Hector Garcia you... fight was a seventy five dollar pay per view. Yeah. Although I, I will won't... say, better than most pay per views in terms of value. At least you had Boots Ennis. Yeah. You yeah. had. Um, Can't believe that one. Demetrius Andrade. It's funny how. <laughs> almost boxing and UFC are going in reverse in that regard where the, the boxing cards are having more underneath that you actually You need more. About. You need more. For $75, you need more. Yeah. Pay-per-view is, yes. pay-per-view is, a, is a difficult thing right now. It is difficult to get people to shell out. I wonder what the uh, KSI one is. They can't do 75 for that, right? No way. It's like 50 or something right? like that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the pricing. Probably went down after Dennis pulled out. <laughs> you guys going to pay for the pay-per-view? You said you were. Yes, I did are you say st- that. Are you still going to buy it? The, no. I thought it was because you were a big uh, KSI. 39 I'll split it with you, Frank. You guys going to do a party? Yeah. I thought it was 75 I was like, eh. For the inaugural uh, or for the first Dirty Jersey card? Yeah, you coming over? Has Frank uh, stopped by the, uh, no, the Jersey no, Palace? No. Numerous invites extended. One invite today. What's your reason? Zero show-ups. Um, i got to get up early tomorrow. Mm. What does tomorrow have to do with Saturday? No, because it was for uh, watching. How about Saturday? Oh, about national championship? You invited him for that? Yeah, he did not. Wow, that's kind of a big honor, Frank. He asked me what I was doing, and I I told him. So, oh, it was more like you were put on the spot. Yeah, then he denied. Actually, he never denied. He just he he didn't respond to my text. I did respond to you today. Wait, you guys are doing side texts? I thought all communication was going on in that one channel. Well, I think he knew you guys wouldn't show up for the uh, you know the football game. Mm. Let's see. Are you gonna? Yep. Nope. Gave left responded me on on, verbally. Left me on red on Friday. Mm. Mm. Says a lot about you. Are you having Saturday watch- though? What do you think? Yeah. You- let me uh, mull it over. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If that is not the biggest no I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> let me uh, mull it over. Why? It's not enticing enough to come and watch. No, I just uh, I already have some Emo plans on Saturday. Uh. Mm. Oh, are you watching Gaslam Imovov with someone else? Wow. And the KSI pay-per-view with someone else. What about, uh, man, what a Saturday would have been if uh, Bills were on Saturday, <sighs> like they have been the last three years. Chargers-Jags cool. primetime. Yeah. Shout out to Tony Khan. 
Do you see the video of Tony Khan uh, hugging the dude on the sidelines? Uh, no, I saw Zay the video Jones? Of, of him with the with his son in the locker room. Tony Khan? He doesn't have a son. Oh. Tony Khan is the son. Yeah, what's dad's name? <laughs> Shad Khan. Shad Khan. Wait, there was a Tony picture. Tony Khan of... in the locker room. Sorry. Oh, okay. Was he hugging everyone? No, he just was weirdly standing there with the game ball with the biggest grin on his face. Shout out. I think he got the game ball yeah. for some reason. I think him he and, caught a lot of and balls, Pops he? split them. Really? Yeah, I think they each got one. How do you feel about that? I mean, they didn't really score any touchdowns, throw any passes. I mean, shout out to Shad Khan. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> Why? I mean, he's been through thick and thin with he the Jaguars. Like, that's he a tough been. franchise to run. Uh, what's the plan for tonight? Uh, watch the game. No, just alone or kick. what? No, 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 no. I got, I got friends uh, that I'll be watching it with. What's the food? Um, I think I'm actually going to go out somewhere, but I'm going to be keeping it healthy. You're going to go out somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah During the game? Bar. No, 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 no. I was gonna watch like a, a sports somewhere. bar. Yeah, are you gonna go to a sports bar for a big yeah. game like that? Can yeah. you? Can, uh, this is something I've always wondered. I've never experienced it. Your team wins; they go for back to back. This can't possibly mean as much. No, not even close. You not like you? Close. They lose tonight. You're probably annoyed in the moment, but then you're like, "What the fuck?" I mean, I saw them win. No big deal, right? Saw them win. I was there in person last year. First championship in over forty years. Like. You don't Just even care. Surreal. No, I care. I care because back to back is on the line. That's what makes it like so huge. Right. It's like so now you're getting greedy. Back, no one's ever done it in the college football playoff era. I mean, only four teams have done it in the last like 35 years. I mean, who's it would, the last it one? Would truly be unbelievable. Bama back in 11, 12. Okay, wow. It's been a while. 10 years, 11 yeah. years. Yeah, and it was Bama. Like you're you're joining the elite of the elite in college football if you can get it done. Like there is a ton on the line. Uh, but yeah. Like last year, the day of the national championship, like it was pens and needles. I couldn't do anything but focus on the game. This year, it's like, can't wait. Can't wait for it to kick off, but it's not like it was last year. I can never watch a game of that magnitude at a bar. Like yeah, Bill's Super Bowl in a bar, yeah. I, I would collapse. Yeah, it's the crew I'm with. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. All right. Yeah. Is there a Georgia gonna, bar? There is a Georgia bar, but like the the tables sell out immediately. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't want to do the whole standing thing, you know. What percentage of this game are you watching, near Rick? Zero. Wow, <laughs> not even a second. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Don't care about college sports at yeah, all. College sports, even NCAA basketball. No, really, March Madness. In- inferior product. Don't wow, I don't it's, know a, if it's a lack of exposure. Is is what you guys have? To Wait, it. March Madness? You don't watch? I mean, I'll catch it if it's on, but it's an inferior product. You don't so do not, a bracket, all that stuff. I mean, the skills if, if I'm of forced into it, just don't enjoy wow. it. Wow, the skills of the players are obviously lower than the professional level. Yep. I mean, that's just clear cut. But in in terms of inferior product, I disagree. I mean, the well, I crowds can't. are so much better. Oh, than I get professional the I get the atmosphere atmospheres. stuff again. As we've we've illustrated, I don't care oh, yeah, about the care atmosphere about on yes. TV uh, unless I'm there. It doesn't really matter. Uh, thank you. By the way, thank you for coming around to to pro, your pro apex take. It's not a pro apex. That was great. It's not pro um, apex. I'm just I'm done with it. I am uh, I am not. Yeah, like when I know that 80 percent of those players are going to be you know insurance salesmen in a month, like doesn't matter to mm. me. Like they they need to be at a certain caliber for me to care. All right. I think it's beautiful. I I think it's an amazing thing. March Madness, college football. Like, I get why people like it. Not for it's me. a lack of exposure. I mean, that's simply what it is. You, what does that you mean? Grew up, like you grew up in 
what whoa, Montreal, whoa, whoa. bro, 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 went to Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah, I was there when they won two thousand three. That's not college. Mellow. That's college basketball. You oh. see, you seem to have a respect for college basketball. The college football aspect, like you mm. got to go to the game. Ninety-five thousand people going crazy. Sure, like if I had some time. investment, yeah. Like you got to have the investment. Like you got to experience. Sense. Well, that was it. always my problem with college sports is that I feel like I can't get emotionally invested because the players would come and go. Yeah. Uh, Unless you have an, you, you're, you're you're emotionally invested in the team, yeah. right? As opposed to maybe a player or two that got you into it when you were a kid. But ultimately, you can't watch that player compete for Georgia for ten years. But a lot of these players go on to play in the NFL, and then you get to just see them on random Sundays making plays, and it's just like, oh, shout out, dog. James Cook every time he gets the ball for, right. oh, for the huge. Bills. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie every time he gets it. He for played the for Bills. Georgia, of course. Oh, yes, see, there's six. so many players that are just hidden. That it's just like, yeah. oh, dog went there, did great things for us. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's also like my dad went to Georgia. He no, no, I get it. I get it. I get it's it. It's a heavy, a heavy investment. I get it. It's like some people like the darts, some people don't. Exactly. Number one sport for me. A lot of people darts. No. Nah. Oh, <laughs> Georgia football. Number one. <laughs> Is it really number one? Has to be, man. Went to my first game when I was like three. See, but in the family, went to school there. It's like all like all my friends cheer for them as well. It's it's big time. I mean, look at this. How can you deny this face right here? Uh, what's his name again? Ugh, UGA. Ugh, it's just yeah. University of Georgia. You know, simple stuff here. We don't make it too complicated. That get all the, makes sense. Get the back to back pennant after this. Oh, after nice. tonight, yeah, that'd be I mean, nice. It's gonna be good stuff. Update this guy right here. National champions. Go ahead and make it X. It always annoys me that it's 2021, even though the game is in 2022. Yeah, like today will be 22 champ. And then. You want to really bother you even more? Yeah. It's going to be the 2022 national champions, but they're going to wear a uniform, and the patch is going to say 2023 on it. Yeah, that, what? That makes no sense. Yeah. Also, why do you still have Belto Horizon poster up? Yeah, I just didn't get around. You know, I got to do a little more housekeeping back here. Yeah, we're sticking with Kai. Yeah, we're sticking with Kai. I think I'm going to add someone else. Maybe a maybe a Jack Della. Maybe a Jailton. Okay, someone right. one of the open covers. A uh, pretty good poster here for. Gaslam Bob, not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Contender for poster of the year, we'll see in about uh, 12 months. <laughs> it's got to be up there. It's got to be up for there. For some reason, I still remember Kader and Giga Chikazi very like, vividly. Poster, yeah. It goes to show, a little bit of a break. Everyone puts those memes out there like on Saturday, like, oh, I'm so sad, UFC. A little break, you know, makes the heart grow fonder. I'm right? a thousand percent with you. I like. Imagine they were coming back. I don't mean to harp on this, but imagine they were coming back, sold out arena. You'd be like, "Yes, let's go!" And it's you just did that. I'm sorry. Not even 15 minutes now. We're ignoring the apex. Couldn't go five minutes. No, no, no. I said I was ignoring it just for Cheeto and Sanhagen, not for all the cards. By the way, I swear to God, I thought you were going to do the "We come to this place for magic" speech from the AMC theaters, the Nicole Kidman speech. You you don't go to the movies. You don't even know about this. But it's the. When was the last time you went to the movies? Non uh, non kids movie. Oh, like when did you when Titanic? did you go to the movies for you? The last I'll tell you what the last non kids movie I saw in theater was was Thanksgiving twenty uh, Thanksgiving twenty eleven. I saw Fifty Fifty. Mm. You know Fifty Fifty? No, it's like the cancer movie. Yeah, right? with oh. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yes, and yes. Oh, nice. Seth Rogen. Did I have who, who yeah, else is yeah. the other person? There's a girl uh, in it too. But yeah, what drew you to the theaters for that? Wow. Well, my son wasn't born yet. It was Thanksgiving. It was Black Friday, and my wife and I were actually, we always were big Joseph Gordon-Levitt fans. Really liked, which I watched over the break the last 10 minutes, and my sons were actually into it, uh, 500 Days of Summer. 
Good movie. Solid movie. Yeah. Yeah, my kids were actually into it. Interesting. Uh, which was weird. And then I realized that freaking uh, Layla Garrity was in it from Friday Night Lights at the end. She's Autumn. Are you a Friday Night, uh, Friday Night Lights show or movie? Show. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Oh, my God. One of my all-time favorites. Movie all -time was favorite. great, too. Movie Before, was great I, too. you know, when I used to watch shows, that's like one of the last that I watched. But yeah, 50-50, uh, I don't know. I liked uh, JGL and... That was it. That's the that's the last that's movie wild. I saw in theaters for myself. Insane. Ha have a night. Oof. Go to AMC. Watch Nicole Kidman. Introduce What's the it. one? Frank, you've got that gift card to the movie theater. You oh, what? Take, yeah. uh, you should take Ariel. What's the one we yeah. should go to? That's been the problem. Avatar Two is in Avatar, theater right, right now. Oh, you know what? I wanted to see. You. I saw uh, again. I'm, I'm never going to go see it. No, uh, the, uh. the 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 Fablemans. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Spielberg. Yeah. That's yeah, that he looks great. Through the year, I think he's uh, the DraftKings has odds on the Oscars. I think Spielberg's be an the Oscar favorite. Contender. That's we'll about that. his life, right? Yeah. Crazy. That's uh, semi-autobiographical. Brendan Fraser. Oh, the one where he's the like whale. a big dude. Yeah. The whale. Yeah. The, yeah, that one looks amazing. By the way, that's not real, right? No, no. Okay, Prosthetics. So. Okay. Well, yeah. I got to see Puss in Boots. I got to see uh, legit Avatar. Puss in Boots. That's the movie that I would go see with my kids. I've heard, it's, I've heard the animation is fantastic. I was a big Shrek guy growing up. Wow. Yeah, I think I'm probably gonna have to go see that. I was uh, feeling comfortable when they say Puss in Boots on the broadcast. It's no, a little I mean, weird. It's a little yeah, weird. Okay. Uh, big one, Oppenheimer, <laughs> uh, Christopher Nolan. I, I think that one says more about you than them. All right, if fine. I'm being honest, right. so Oppenheimer well, like, towards the end of the year. Well, right? we're all going to see that together. I'll go to the, the Alamo Draft what House is, with you, Frank. The Oppenheimer. What? Just know that I, if he messes it up, I'll walk out. Oh yeah, I forgot you hate Christopher Nolan movies. Oh, no, I just don't like Interstellar. I don't Babylon's know. You guys out right awesome. now. Absolutely one of your worst takes. What's Frank Oppenheimer? Like the movie Interstellar. Oppenheimer is Christopher Nolan's next movie. I don't Comes know that July. is. What? About the Manhattan Project. Yeah. yeah. I know Chris Walken. Oh, Jesus. Don't leave. Do to, you know that skit? Uh, don't, don't go, don't go. People. You know that one? Yeah, yeah. From Saturday Night Live? Uh, I got a fever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Shout yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. See, Dude, I know totally some stuff. People. I know some Jesus. stuff. Wow, Couldn't what a day, guys. Opposites. I feel like this really shows our range here from Bully Boy to KSI to the movies. I mean, we've seen it all. We've done it all. Uh, Golden Globes, Globes, yes, this weekend, next weekend? Sure. Is it not? Could not tell you. I have no, no. no I was idea. trying to tie it all together. The one award show that I care about has already happened for this year. And may our words. Bingo. Thank you. Same. It's a great way to end the show. Uh, thank you, gents. I'll speak to you on Wednesday. What a day it has been. We're back on track. Do you think we're back on track, Frank? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Why? I felt like it was a great way to come back. I do. I mean, we got to do another Wednesday. Yeah, it's true. We got to do on the nose, yada, yada. You know what I mean? I mentioned the bisque. Do you know that reference? Um, no, I don't. Wow. I've been getting back in, into uh, Seinfeld. It's sort of my like thing that I like to uh, watch before I go to sleep. Instead of watching new things, I've just gone back to things that I watched in 1997. It's I a did lot actually more. start watching Seinfeld. Oh, it's so good. It really holds up after all these years. I was watching This Is Rex. And by the way, I still haven't gone through episode one. <laughs> wow. It's such a good show, man. It's Please. so good. Please. I, I went through uh, it in like a week. Uh, 18 I fall episodes. Asleep. I fall asleep after 10 minutes. And then I have to rewind because I forget where I left off. But uh, shout out to Rexham. They, uh, they beat Coventry on Saturday. Uh, and shout out to all of you. Shout out to everyone in the back. You get my music, Frank. If not, I'm just going to sit here and talk about more random shit. But uh, it's time to go. Oh, the Gunners scored. I'm sure KSI is very excited about that. Actually, they scored three times. So there you go. 
Uh, Nottingham Forest back on Wednesday, by the way, in the Carabao Cup, which used to be the Milk Cup. I don't know if you know this. So we'll see if they can get back on track. And like I said, the the fights are back this weekend. Saturday's going to be a very busy day between the uh, KSI fight and the UFC. Forest Leicester City. Forest Leicester City. That's on Wednesday, right? Get points. No, on Saturday. On set. No, I'm talking about uh, Carabao Cup. They're playing someone yeah, yeah, on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, but it's Saturday. Yes, we're yes, back yes. To yeah. We don't. We really you know what? Like I said, we don't, don't care about these extra cups. No, we're done with that. FA. Who cares about that? Carabao Cup. What the hell is a Carabao? Move on. Um, we're just focusing on staying up, promotion, or just not being relegated because we've already been promoted. Anyway, uh, Saturday's going to be fun, but of course, we'll be back on Wednesday. Love today's show. This was a really fun one. Really enjoyed speaking to Bully Boy, Michael Smith. Hopefully, you're getting into it. I'm actually jo- I'm staring at the dartboard right now. I'm looking forward to throwing a few. Now that he told me, don't bend, don't rock, follow through. Let's see what I'm able to do. Uh, and hopefully, to, we don't lose another dart because we've already lost twice. They've... Uh, broken within seconds so congratulations to him good luck to terrence mckinney as he heads off to brazil thank you very much to ksi that was wonderful good luck to him this weekend and of course thank you and good luck to the great marlon cheeto vera back on wednesday same time and place until then i say peace i'm out of here Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash mma.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.